Ahoy there, land lovers. It's your seafaring buddy, Uncle Ben, with my co-host. Me, Hollywood C. St- Steve. Steve. <laughs> Hollywood C. You're Hollywood at, uh, C. Steve. Steve. That's <laughs> me. Seafaring Steve. That's fun it's to that's say. It. There we go. Seafaring Steve. Yo, sea shanty Steve. Yar. <laughs> and we're here with a brand newest installment of Dead and Lovely, your favorite podcast, in which we shall be discussing Deed Stream. Deed from what, Stream. 2022, right? Yeah, last year. Yeah, Dead that's Stream. right. Mm-hmm. If you want to get straight on to the movie review portion, there's a timestamp for you in the podcast description, but you're going to mm-hmm. miss out on all the good old chin wagon that goes on up front here on the show. That's the reason you guys come in the door. That's the reason you guys pay these exorbitant fees to listen to our podcast anyway. So why would right. you want to skimp out? Mm-hmm. You want to get your money's worth out of this free podcast, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, we charge, what is it, uh, $300 per episode? So mm-hmm. yeah, That's you right. definitely want to get... Every, you want to wring every moment you can out of it. Sure, of course you do. So <laughs> stick around, hang out with your boys. It has been it's been a month of a week, Steve. It really a has. A month of a week. Yeah, you were off on uh, on that that ship rock tour. I sure was. I was off playing myself a big old face melting rock and metal cruise floating around through the Bahamas playing with uh, Andy Wood and Andy Campbell, uh-huh. as well as uh, as part of the house band of the Stowaways, the all-star mega jam that takes place on Shiprocked every year, getting to play with the likes of members of, man, fucking Guns N' Roses and Megadeth and yeah. Flyleaf and A Lamb of God, like so many bands that Fred. I've listened to forever and then just find myself on stage with them, just doing stuff. You're it's, an all-star. It's a good time. Hey, now, look out. <laughs> I got my game on. I'm yeah. going to get paid. And I uh-huh. had myself a real fucking good time. I'll tell you, dude, it was it was great. The last time that I did one of these was in 2020, uh, right before everything closed down. This is my, my fifth time cruising and melting faces on a boat. And, man, I'll tell you, dude, I mean, it's been three years since I've gotten to travel for any extent of time and and play music with my my buddies and some new friends and it it was fucking great it was fucking awesome i had such a blast dude it was really an amazing time there's all kinds of videos and stuff floating around out there so you can check them out if you uh search for them and stuff but yeah it was it was a blast i had myself a damn good time man i bet you nothing fun happened at all not a thing fun happened. <laughs> no stories to you. be told. <laughs> all business, you know, just all business all the time, man. I'll yep. tell you, dude. You know, so I think I mentioned on the show a couple weeks ago that as part of the stowaway set list, we were given like a list of like three hours worth of covers that we needed to learn to perform with various artists on the boat. And some of them I was really stoked on. Some of them I was like, Bawit de Pa? Really? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, there's a handful that I was like, ugh, like, I don't, I don't want to listen to this, much less learn it or perform it on stage. But, dude, this is yet another one of those times that I've talked about in the past, man, where sometimes when you do things that you think you're not going to enjoy, you get there and find yourself having a blast. And okay. what I've found over the years, and I think the first time I really discovered this is when I started doing some like country gigs, right? Because I've never really been yeah, uh-huh. much of a country guy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I learned a bunch of country tunes and ended up doing some shows and having a blast because what I've realized 
is that it's not that I really like playing any particular genre of music more than any other. It's that I really enjoy playing music with really great players that are very into what they're doing. Yeah. That's what I like to do. Like, you know, objectively I would say that really heavy stuff is, is my favorite genre of music. I would say that's the kind of stuff I like to write, the stuff I like to listen to Mm -hmm. probably the most. But if I'm playing it with a bunch of, you know, really bad players that don't give a shit about it. Right. That's not fun. Not fun. I would yeah. much rather be playing ba wat da ba with mm-hmm. kick-ass players that are awesome. And dude, like that particular tune was one that I was like, God, I'm I'm not looking forward to playing this. But at rehearsal, we had like one rehearsal for each set um, on the boat. We were performing that tune with Phil Demmel, who is an amazing fucking guy and a dear friend, man. That guy has played with like Machine Head. He's played with Anthrax. He's played with Slayer. He's played with Lamb of God. He's played with fucking everybody. He's right. a really awesome guy. He was on guitar. Um, and on vocals was Franz, a.k.a. Franzilla from the band Attila, who I've, I've never really listened to that much. Okay. Uh, well, that I, guy I was the... fucking awesome. That guy oh, was awesome. a great hang. Dude, like, I get the impression that... According to the internet, he seems to be a love it or leave it figure. I don't really know why, because again, I don't really know that much about the guy, but man, just hanging out with him, he was a great fucking hang, and he came in and just had so much energy and passion behind his kid rock shit doing ball at the ball that I was like, dude, I'm on board. Like, you have gotten me fired up and lo and behold it was one of my favorite songs that we fucking did in the whole set oh, well, because right. of the energy that got brought to it so it just goes to show you man it's not really even about what you like it's a lot of times about who you're who you're doing it with just like my honeymoon you know what i'm saying hey oh all right hey i don't know what that means really no, you might have to explain it, that one to me later i don't know i will i'll explain your joke to you later <laughs> <laughs> yeah break that one down for me later Dude, we had ourselves a a fucking great time, man. It was a good time. I actually also might be the only person in cruise ship history to have lost weight on a cruise. (laughs) Um, And it's not thanks to scurvy or anything like that. Right. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, as you know, I generally like to eat pretty healthy. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I do like to eat a good food. Right. And, you know, because you're out at sea and stuff, I mean, a lot of the the foods on cruise ships and stuff, they have to be preserved, sodiumized, etc. Right. So I find myself falling into a new fad. I'm here to start this. Okay. You ready? Okay. (laughs) What is it? I mean, you've heard about the paleo diet, right? Where we eat like fucking our ancestor cavemen did. Sure, yeah, uh, I'm supposedly, dude, right? Uh-huh. I say fuck that shit, okay? Let's go further back. Let's go monkey diet. You hear me? Okay. Monkey diet. What you do is you eat bananas, uh-huh. walk around a bunch, and occasionally throw shit. <laughs> I did it for a week, and I lost like four pounds on a cruise, dude. Is the shit throwing like for for like exercise or just like enrichment? Yeah. Both? Okay. okay. <laughs> I just found myself getting so like sodiumized that I was like craving bananas constantly. And I got to thinking about it and I was like, oh, it's because actually the potassium in bananas does regulate sodium and keep it and stuff. Yeah. You know, it keep does. it down uh-huh. in your blood and all that. It so does. Yep. That might have been part of it. Plus, it's just, you know, quick, easy, good energy and stuff. So, yeah, good times on that shit, man. But yeah, we did have ourselves some fucking great times and some very silly goings on. 
on this boat, dude. So me and Cam, uh-huh. Andy Camel, Cam three thousand, our drummer, we dreamed up our next super group that we're gonna get started on. This is my first public announcement of this. Look out. We have a fake British invasion band called the Green Grocers coming up. <laughs> the Green Grocers, isn't it? They're from the UK, aren't we? Uh-huh. Right. Uh, and it's G-R-E-E-N-E, because everybody in the band is going to be like, I'm Tinsley Green. I'm Snowy Green. Like, oh, it's all going to okay. be. Right, yeah. right. And uh, all the songs that we're going to write are going to be like about the most bass level information about the UK. Okay. Uh, like everything's going to be about Big Ben and the Queen and okay. the Thames. Just now I base know why level. you texted me yes. asking me for some British stereotypes. Exactly. And that's why I'm bringing it up to all of our Dead and Lobster listeners. Like, I need the most trivial, stereotypical tropes about England, yeah. the UK, anything you can throw me. Because we're over here writing songs like... Oh, my shepherd's pie. <laughs> How about this one? Are you ready for this? Okay. Fish and right. chips, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all going to be very like Beatles-esque, Turtles-influenced uh-huh. stuff. Like, right. we got one that we're working on that's like, we got the clap. Oh, yeah, we got the clap. And it's just about clapping? <laughs> that's fucking rad. <laughs> I like this. Do it now, please. What about this one? Ain't no hum like Birmingham. (laughs) (laughs) Mama lay with mother in the morning. (laughs) I've got another one I'm working on called Uh You Say UK, I Say OK. Oh, OK. I like this. And we also work, we're working on some other stuff that just like completely misses the point. Like, my darling left me for the BBC, <laughs> but like the TV station, not you know, yeah, yeah. But it's going to be just riddled with innuendo. Right. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> I think I think every song is going to be at least sixty percent like narration, like by George, he's got it now, like shit like that, just talking. Uh-huh. Okay. You know? It's the British evasion. Where's he gone? There he is on top of Big Ben. (laughs) It's got to be so bad, dude. It's kind of like the monkeys as well. Yeah, totally. Exactly right. (laughs) So I need need more UK tropes, guys. I need more UK tropes for all this stuff to to feed off of. So the green grocers can uh, can have a, a blossoming career. Um, yeah. in front of them so help me out with that stuff on the facebook group or dms <laughs> whatever you can do let me know and we'll uh work it into some songs man dude there was a night on this cruise that me and and cam we were having some late night pizza after a show out on the deck and we both nearly died <laughs> wow okay <laughs> nearly died all right so dude okay we had played like a late night show we were starving. We were probably halfway in the bag anyway. And so we got some late night pizza, which actually pizza's really fucking good on those things. Okay. And uh, we were sitting out on the deck eating, and there were some people sitting maybe like five feet away from us. Cam and I were talking and stuff. And dude, my God, I would give anything if I had a recording of this guy. This guy sitting at the table had a voice that, I swear to God, he must have been the voice actor for like Job of the Hut. 
like everything the guys like and it cut through the air yes it cut through the air like a knife like cam and i would be talking and then i'd hear this guy with no discernible words because it was like two octaves below human hearing right and this guy would just be like <laughs> cam and i would look at each other and nearly fucking choke on our fucking pizza nearly pass out laughing i wish you could have heard it dude but i was having all these scenarios running through my mind where i was like dude if this guy starts talking while I'm trying to swallow a bite of pizza, I'm in serious trouble because, like, yeah. I am going to choke. And then that guy is going to rush over to me and start trying to give me CPR and mouth to mouth. And, be like, and I'm just going to be laughing more. Cam's going to be like, you're killing him. I'm trying to help him. No, you're killing him. Stop. I've been there. A lady in a gold bikini once choked me. Dude, I'm serious. It was... It was unbelievable, this guy's voice. I wish you could have heard it. It was phenomenal. And, uh, dude, one other really f- stupid thing I want to tell you about. Let's, <laughs> let's hear it. Let's, let's breach the rarely discussed topic uh-huh. of uh-huh. Australian dirty talk, okay? We don't talk oh, about this boy. enough. <laughs> boy. So, one of the stops that we made was in the Dominican Republic. Uh-huh. And as Cam and I were walking off the boat, um, there's like, you know, just, just cool little like thatch roof cottages, little little huts and stuff all over the beach. Right. And passed by a friend of mine and his very Australian girlfriend, right? Uh-huh. And she turns to us and she's like, you see them little struts there? That's how they're living. They're living in them little huts, aren't they? That's just their way of life. Like really Australian <laughs> action. I know. It was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> so it was like, wow. And then Cam and I walk off. And I'm like, dude, I, I love Australian accents. I think yeah, that they're really they're super great. cute. Uh-huh. And Cam, Cam's like, yeah, so do I. But he's like, man, every time that I hear it, I think about a friend of mine back home who was dating this Australian girl. And it was all going like really well. They were getting along great. And then this one night, you know, they they were getting heated. They were getting all all busy and stuff. Uh huh. And then she started in with the dirty talk. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, oh, "I want you to rip me from me cunny to me bum." <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and his friend was just like, oh. <laughs> What? (laughs) From me cunny to me bum. Wait, now hold on. Was she saying I "I want you to get me pregnant, and I'll need an episiotomy? Are you? I want your dick to be so big, and you to fuck me so hard. I don't know that it just rips, and I want that to happen. I want that. (laughs) I'm not sure, but I just try to gauge my reaction to like if I heard that. I would probably just start laughing, right? Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. No, I mean, I guess it depends on the mode I was in. If I was in like let's do this mode, it would be like fuck yeah, baby girl, let's do As this. As requested. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's go. But I in my mind I'd be like, "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, the universal language of love right there in action. Wow. 
I know. So it was had, an amazing you time, had a dude. Fun time, huh? I had a <laughs> great good. time, dude. I got to see so many, so many fans and make so many new friends and stuff. And, and again, get to play with fucking legendary people like Randy Blythe and David Ellison and Ron Thal and uh, Jason Hook, Phil Demmel, Corey Glover yeah. from Living Color, like all these That's fucking awesome. luminaries. Uh, really, truly a privilege and an honor. And I'm so proud of uh, Andy Wood and Andy Campbell, man. We. Did a lot of prep work going into this to make sure that everything yeah. runs smooth. And uh, yeah, it was it was fucking great, man. Had a really good time. It was really great just to, again, get to travel and play music and have a good, silly time. So now I'm all, you know, back home and energized and feeling super powerful and ready to work on some uh, some solo album material and stuff. So I'm feeling That's awesome. yeah. mighty good. Also, I think that between this and my vacation to Argentina, uh, spending half of January in beautiful, warm, uh, uh, you know, tropical climates. Right. I'm going to recommend it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to recommend yeah. it. Yeah. I bet. I bet. I bet it's nice. Uh, I, I would say my January in Portland was a little less sunny. Mm. Just a little. Yeah. Slightly less. Okay. Slightly Didn't less. have to get out of the SPF 50 too many times? No, I'd say zero times. Yeah, zero times in that <laughs> Zero month. times. Yeah, I been, think dude? I saw the sun the other day for like a brief moment, and then the clouds Ooh, were like, wow. no. <laughs> Not having it. Uh, we actually went to, because we, we haven't done much here in Portland other than uh, just uh, chill at home and eat. Uh, but mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. we got an opportunity to go to the Lansu Chinese Garden in downtown Portland. Yeah, uh, they got a Lunar New Year thing going on there right now, and uh, yeah, we got to see like I do not know what it's called. Uh, it, it, it's you know those like costumes of like lions and dragons that they, they'll have in like uh parades and, and celebrations it's like what big bird seen in that movie yeah, yeah yeah they're like yeah they're like uh like kind of uh really ornate and pretty and, and fun cool. and it's operated by two or more people um, only kind of scary oh yeah only a little bit scary a little. um the they they had that going on which was really cool and they were talking about like how they did it and like you know like the person in the back having to be bent over for a long time and all that and me like realizing i wish like i'd kill for that level of hamstring flexibility right my god being a dragon's ass is a full-time job right (laughs) uh but like i i it was really enjoyable but then they also had like a japanese drum thing what is that called the taiko drums yeah taiko drums yeah yeah yeah. fucking that was awesome it was it was a, a a a guy and his sons and like the youngest son was like five maybe wow probably four or five yeah uh it was they were adorable it was great it was really fun and then yeah the the other stuff going on there they have like a a, like a tea house and and everything it was really fun and we also went to a a place called ground control which is like a a barcade hell yeah i love a barcade dude we didn't play any of the games we actually just ended up getting like pretty pretty buzzed at the bar but it was an awesome arcade like huge just Hell mostly yeah. arcade and a little bit of bar what'd you drink on uh i was drinking on they had an ipa there fuck i can't remember what it was called uh, i'm sorry the company that made it <laughs> you failed them they know they know you're talking about them I right know, now it dude. was really good too i had like four of them <laughs> Hell but yeah, yeah. Uh, that was like, you know, other than the, that board game place we went to last week is like one of the first times we've actually done anything. And it's just, you know, 
constant reminder portland's awesome a lot of great stuff to do really Killer. fun so the land of yeah. ports dude yep yep i haven't been to a port yet not one hmm. port yeah man you're missing out dude Go on there, meet some sailors or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, head on down there, meet some sailors, you know? Maybe uh, they get me uh, pregnant, and I, I have a, a sailor baby, and I put a widow's walk on our townhouse. That's just romantic. Yeah, right? That's Old-timey. <laughs> so, yeah, we did that. That was that was really fun. Other than that, we've been watching so many movies, because it's been about two weeks since we recorded it last has. Uh, what what you been watching? I'm sure you you hadn't seen much since you've been no busy. no. I've seen a whole lot of ocean. I've seen yeah. some islands, and I've seen the neck of uh, of a bass guitar and a regular guitar many Ooh, times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, seen the inside of my stateroom and the bottom of a bottle of Jameson several times. Okay, well that's listen. That sounds fun. It was. I'll tell you yeah. what. It was fun. But in the meantime, since uh, you know. I've been back, and before I left, we have watched two movies worth mentioning, dude. We watched that dang old 3,000 Years of Longing. Uh-huh. Dude. I've heard of this. Mm-hmm. Watch that fucking movie, okay. dude. It, it's by, uh, what's his name that did Fury Road? Is that George Miller? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. Uh, director yeah. of Babe. Director of Babe and mm-hmm. Fury Road. That's right. Yeah, yeah same guy. Dude, it is beautiful. It is so weird. It has kind of kind of similar I don't know. It doesn't really remind me of Stardust, but there's something about it that makes me want to say it's Stardust-ish in that it is this kind okay. of fantasy tale that's very visually extravagant. But it's not really like that movie. Okay. Um, very fucking cool. You should watch it. I think you'd really like yeah. it a lot. Dude. All right. I definitely will. And uh, the other flick that we watched the other night, dude, was The Banshees of Inishirin. The Banshees of Ed Sheeran? The Banshees of Ed Sheeran, dude. Okay. He's all like, when your legs don't work and your butt's all sore, or whatever he says. <laughs> I, I'm going to take your word for that one. <laughs> I think he says that. You know, he's working on like music with fucking Danny Filth from Cradle of Filth, apparently. Huh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I wonder what that's going to be. I don't know, frankly. So the Banshees uh, anyway, of yeah. Ed Sheeran. Banshees yeah. of Ed Sheeran. Uh-huh. Dude, it is fucking incredible. I was hyped to awesome. see it whenever we saw the trailer for it. And it's like, yeah, from the same people that did uh, In Bruges, same yeah. cast, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fan-fucking-tastic. I'll tell awesome. you this. It is way funnier than I was anticipating. It's like <laughs> in Bruges is the same way, right? Or it's just like way so. funny, even though it deals with like really deep, sad stuff at times. It's it's way funny. This is kind of the same way, where like it does get kind of real at certain points, mm-hmm. but it is like Coen Brothers level dry, funny, stupid. Right. Like ninety percent of the movie, yeah, it was so fucking good and beautiful. Uh, and hilarious. I was laughing my ass off the entire time. Watch awesome. that fucking movie. It is so good. Dude, Colin Farrell is one of those guys that I forget how fucking funny he can be. Yeah, yeah, he's he's great. I mean, he, he's... Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are learning more and more Colin Farrell appreciation, uh, especially after, you know, the Penguin and Banshees of Inisherin and stuff like more recently... Yeah, he, he just seems like a really cool dude who is good at acting and uh, super handsome. 
Yep. He's yep. another guy that is super handsome that plays dumb so good, man. He's yeah. up there with <laughs> like John Hamm and George Clooney, man. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally, dude. I love when George Clooney plays dumb. It's great. Fantastic, man. Yeah. It's it's really fucking good. Watch that movie. You will die laughing. I swear. You'll really like awesome. that movie a lot, man. Check it out. So you guys, you guys are getting ready for the Academy Awards, it sounds like. Well, yeah, actually, like we we yeah. did kind of look at the list of like what all is is up for nominations and shit right now. And uh-huh. I'll, okay, I'll tell you, I'm kind of conflicted about this because you know I fully one million percent believe and understand that the Oscars is a ton of bullshit. I mean, it is. Yeah, Tony Collette didn't win for Hereditary. Wasn't even she didn't nominated. Even get nominated yeah, yeah, like bullshit the entire uh-huh. thing is just a big old ass grab fuck fest it really uh-huh. is but i am still compelled to be like well what was nominated for the best and check some of that shit out i don't know why yeah uh, again banshees was up for a ton of shit and i can see why it was amazing so yeah maybe we are going to try to watch through some of these that are up for some some nominations and see if we can find some gold in there yeah well, I I finally got to everything everywhere all at once. Speaking Fuck of yeah, movies, Fuck yeah, nominated for a bunch of awards. It's really good. I won't say anything because I avoided spoilers, and uh, I recommend everybody if you haven't seen it. I kind of felt dumb posting about it on Instagram because it's like walking into a room where people have been talking about something for a long time and being like, "Hey, I just watched this thing and I liked it." Dude, welcome to like every day <laughs> of my life where right. I'm like. Hey, have you guys ever heard of Parks and Rec? It was really funny, and people are like, "Yeah, a decade." Yeah, it went ago. off the air like a decade ago. Yeah, yeah. No, that's how I live my life. So I'm right there with you. Yeah. Dude, was it anything like what you were expecting? It's unlike any movie you've ever seen. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it definitely wasn't what I was expecting. I'd put it in you know category with a lot of sort of like Charlie Kaufman movies or you know things like that, um, and it really deals in a meta world and goes a little bit sillier and weirder than you could imagine mm-hmm. um that it, that was it was very enjoyable but also yeah it has a lot of heart and it does definitely get you get get you tearing up um speaking beautiful of movies movie. that are beautiful and weird and will get you tearing up a little bit uh strawberry mansion i've never this heard of that what is that i had not heard of it either but Anna got it from the library because the, the cover looked interesting. I think and Strawberry Mansion sounds like a song that the Green Grocers are going to release during our psychedelic <laughs> period, right? Absolutely. Yes. 100%. Strawberry Mansions. It's in the shadow of the Thames. I don't know. Yes. 100%. The shadow of a river. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Strawberry Mansion. Uh, it it um, ba- the basic premise is that uh, it's it's a future where the government can um, tax your dreams. And, Impossible. Yeah. So, it, it, watch it. It's really cool. Cool aesthetic. Hmm. Amazing sci-fi? stuff they were able to do on. Uh, it's sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah, we're talking about like a future dystopia sci-fi for sure, but it's the aesthetic is amazing, and hmm. highly recommend watching it. Like if you can get a hold of it wherever it is, uh, it's it's fun, um, and it's it's cute, and I think people enjoy it. Visually awesome, rad. Um, 
So, speaking of movies, though, that aren't necessarily uh, award-worthy, uh, but I, I sure enjoyed it. Uh, Empire Records. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Fantastic movie. Yeah, Henry watched it in a while, and uh, we sat and watched it, and man, it's it's good. I mean, especially, you know, after we had just done, like, So I Married an Axe Murderer, and like, kind of in that 90s mode, and you had mentioned oh, yeah. the Empire Records soundtrack is like fucking amazing and it is it is like yep. the quintessential 90s soundtrack i would say yeah um, it really is it, it's great and uh, it's a fun movie and it's silly and yeah it's i mean it's like a, a what would you call it a young adult rom-com maybe but kind of yeah some, yeah yeah i wonder if that movie holds up like if you're like I a think 20 year old now watching that are you like for one, this is fun and retro and 90s. For yeah. two, what's a record store? like? Right. Okay. So that was my question while watching it this most recent time is that the central like conflict is that a, a large record store wants to buy this independent record store. <laughs> and if you're 20, you don't know what a record store is. Yeah, it's like nowadays, it's like you could probably walk to a mall and buy a Camelot music with the money in your pocket. Right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if they, that still existed, but it if doesn't. it still exists, Yeah, right. it doesn't, it, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because there there is like the resurgence of independent record stores, but they're largely selling, al- like, you know, the fucking albums. They're not selling CDs, tapes, etc., um, and, and so it's it's not as big a market though that market is getting larger and larger. Um, I I think it's it's interesting because yeah it it might it it could come off as like incomprehensible, but it doesn't. I don't think. I think that because the the central stakes are actually like um, they're kind of like magically solved at the end. And mm-hmm. I, I just feel like it just comes across as any other. Like, it could be about, you know, a, a fucking dude ranch or something. It could be about any <laughs> other business. The story right. is the characters and their, you know, very fucking insane, wild interactions. So, yeah, Empire Records, I think, does hold up. But, yeah, yeah, if you're if you're a youngin who hasn't ever seen Empire Records and you want to watch it and tell us what you think. Watch Empire Do you think Records. that maybe one day we'll get a modern remake of it, where it's a it's a it's an NFT outlet that's being bought out by a larger NFT outlet, or maybe an ass eating store, something like that? I hope I it's know. an ass eating store. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the movie definitely does not have diversity. That that's an issue for that's sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, it is all white people. Yeah, uh, but. I, yeah, I, I think yeah. If he remade it now, it would have to probably be an ass eating store, and those are you know they're on the come up. Yeah, the for sure, man. Stores. Yeah, in the mainstream, they are. <laughs> Watch the movie I hadn't seen called Despicable Me. It's a little thing like a little, oh, little like thing. I've heard picture. of that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An animated yeah. Uh, Policula. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. You've yeah. never seen Despicable Me. I had never seen Despicable Me. No, it's fun, dude. It is. I agree. That, that's all I have to say about it. It's fun. Um, watch Step Brothers. Is it still a 10? It's been so long since I watched it. Okay, well, okay. So here, here's the thing, because we, we've watched several 90s comedies, yeah, yeah. 80s comedies in, in the past 
couple months and we've watched some 2000s comedies and it's crazy to me that the 2000s comedies don't hold up as well as the 80s and 90s stuff regarding uh their uh flippant use of of certain words and things like that really r word Uh uh-huh oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, the f word um interesting yeah yeah, a lot more of that in the 2000s than let's, the 80s and the 90s. Let's not call them words as much as slurs. Slurs, right? sorry. Yeah, <laughs> the R slur and the F slur. Right. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. It's interesting. But, in, I mean, st- yeah, Step Brothers is still awesome. It's still, still great. Okay. It's, yeah, yeah. It's just weird that, like, the landmines are more recent then wow. <laughs> you can go back to the 80s and 90s and yeah 80s and 90s movies you're not gonna see yeah yeah you're, yeah you're gonna see a ton of problematic stuff and yeah you're mostly only gonna see white people on screen and stuff all those things are major issues um yeah it's, it's interesting but yes yeah, Step Brothers is is still hilarious i mean those two are, are great together and then adam scott and fucking yeah everybody's killing it in it it's it's great uh, i watched a movie on hbo called see how they run I don't know that one either. Is it a Beatles movie? <laughs> yeah, See sure. how they run. Copyright strike. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Uh, See how they run. It's It stars uh, Sam Rockwell, who I love. I uh, like him. Uh, Asusha Ronan, who I also very much enjoy. Uh, then it's also got an Adrian Brody in there. Oh, uh, a Brode. S- yeah, so many other people you, you'd recognize. I had not heard of it. It is. It's a. It's a meta meta sort of detective story about a murder taking place on stage uh, of a uh, an Agatha Christie play. Okay. And yeah. So like, basically, you're dealing with the uh, idea of an Agatha Christie detective story, but it is a a like more of a nineteen. Uh, 40s detective story with Agatha Christie. It's very interesting. I I, I enjoyed it. It's charming, fun, and the you know, uh, I like a mystery as long as it uh, isn't impossible to figure out. And this one, and not impossible, I wouldn't say. Uh, so we check that out. Definitely worth a watch. Hmm. Watched a movie called Cursed, which we have to do for this show. Really? What is that? It's it's a Kevin Williamson vampire movie. Kevin Williamson of Scream fame. Kevin Williamson wrote a vamp or not vampire werewolf movie. Um, and it you've maybe have seen a meme from it of a werewolf flipping someone off. No, huh? No, you haven't seen it. Okay, uh, it's got a uh, Christina Ricci in it. It's got uh, Jesse Eisenberg. It's okay. got a Judy Greer. I'm um, listening. Milo Ventimiglia. Uh, it is fun i had never heard of it i me neither yeah i think it's weird that it kind of slipped through the cracks but it i think it's a fun uh werewolf movie and definitely worth a watch hmm okay i'm down uh okay so we also have been watching through the mission impossible movies and we're gonna do a hell rankers on the mission impossible series because but those movies are fun uh and might as well rank some fun movies hell yeah for that patreon stuff right yeah so yeah i'm not gonna say too much about it but uh i'm, I'm having a fun. blast with them they're they're Dude, fun a- a- again i maintain we all love making fun of how fucking off the chain crazy tom cruise is but he's in some good movies 
he he kills it he kills it in mission impossible i mean i i don't think he ever really has uh any sort of chemistry with any woman in a movie he's not a person so (laughs) it's i mean kind of kind of true um he he definitely like uh you know there there are times when i guess we're supposed to feel like he you know is connected to this person say michelle monahan in, in part three which is great philip seymour hoffman awesome uh and, and it's like yeah they, they i bet they're friends but you don't feel any like actual like sexual chemistry between them but th- that doesn't matter it's fun it, it's like i guess i expect that because of bond you know Right, and a yeah. lot of other spy thrillers where spies there's sexual are sexy. Chemistry. Ooh, yeah, they have yeah. a secret. Ooh, yeah. But this is just like Uber Spy Man, and okay. that's awesome too. That's cool too. Yeah. Um. I was speaking of Kevin Williamson. The reason, like, one of the reasons why I cursed, uh, it, w- it was on our minds, and we watched it. It's because we watched Sick, which I've is heard a, people the talking Kevin about Williamson movie Sick, and I, yeah. I don't know anything about it. It's uh, it's set during uh, March of 2020. Ugh. Like the sh- the the only time really that much was really shut down. Uh, it's interesting because boy, it's a it's triggering. It'll it'll remi- really? remind you of those early days of like wiping off your groceries with bleach wipes and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. shit, man. But other than that, it's just a it's a, a cool slasher. That in- incorporates, you know, like masking and stuff like that as part of like the way it plays out. But it, yeah, it's That's a cool, cool. Like, home invasion slasher. Um, I, I recommend it. It's on Peacock, and I, I had a blast with it. I know I'm I've seen board. some people not liking it, and other people really enjoying it. So if, if you're if you're looking for a, a good old fashioned slasher, this is it. That sounds pretty dope, man. Um, then beyond that. We also watched on Friday night. We have watched Meat Cleaver Massacre uh, and a movie called The Cellar and Scare Package One and Two. I don't oh, have wow. much to say about any of them except Scare Package One and Two are really good. I love them. They're so fun. Good anthologies. the The first segment of Scare Package Two, like after the wraparound story, is awesome. It's like a Final Girls thing. And it's so good. I'm trying to remember if I have seen Scare Package. I want to say that I did watch it. Let me look up the the, the movie poster real quick. Because yeah, I think yeah, that they showed it, it maybe it, at Central Cinema, like, yeah, okay. maybe a few years ago. It's, maybe I yeah. have watched it. Scare Package, like, the, the first one, the wraparound is set in, like, a video store. Nope, this and, is not what I was thinking of. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, yeah, uh, Scare Package, definitely, it, it's, it's, it's a horror comedy thing. Um so go into it knowing that and like the second one pays homage to so many horror movies they're like Ooh. the number of fucking easter eggs in there is insane so check them out they're on they're on shutter this i saved this for last though because this is special so anna wanted to watch the princess diaries <laughs> And I yeah? had never seen the Princess Diaries, which shocked her to her core, as it was like central to her growing up time. I've never seen it. Yeah, in I don't her know that youth. One. Um, and I 
uh i was like okay like yeah sure whatever i don't give a shit let's watch some princess diaries and then she asked me like so what's what's like a movie like that for you and i thought for a while and finally came up with blood sport so we did a double feature of the princess diaries and blood sport and i highly recommend it it just makes sense dude. it's so it was so fun because princess diaries was fun like i like it definitely has the same, you know, problems as like she's all that. Where it's like, you know, uh, we see Anne Hathaway with big curly hair and glasses on. It's like, oh, she's cute, and then she's it's like, hideous. oh, she's not. Oh, oh sorry, right. she's hideous. <laughs> I guess. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah. So, uh, Princess Diaries was fun, and then yeah, Bloodsport. Man, I hadn't Fucking seen Blood it in Sport, a while. Man. It's so good. Now I love surrender. Bloodsport. Never yes. say die. It's it's like it's like anime. Like it feels so much like anime to me. Like there, as we were watching it, there are just so many moments that were anime like. Even like Fuck reaction yeah. shots that like in my mind I could see like motion lines behind the reactions and right, stuff, and yeah, like yeah, the yeah. big like like surprise sort of explosion balloon behind you. It, Love yeah. it. Yeah. Just rewatch it if you haven't, if, or if you haven't seen it and you like anime, watch Bloodsport and tell me that's not an anime movie. And, and tell me that that Stan Bush soundtrack doesn't get you fucking it's, fired dude, up. It's badass. It's so fun. I mean, the movie is, the story is stupid. It, it's a guy, <laughs> like the central who cares? St- Yeah, it's, it, who cares? The central stakes of the, of the movie are uh, a guy was friends with a guy who wanted to win a death tournament but died in the death tournament so he vows to win the tournament and he yeah, does and live <laughs> yep <laughs> and it's got a dude that was in uh end of the dragon in there too right yep yeah yeah it's got bolo uh it's also got the dude from revenge of the nerds who says nerds! right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh-huh yep it's great nice it's really fun That's probably a, jam, a little bit racist well yeah probably probably yeah there's there's a little bit in there where i was like hmm couple things were making me give it the side eye but it also fit into a lot of anime stuff that's a little bit racist too well you know yeah there is that too right yeah so uh but check it out jean-claude van damme at his peak doing splits like crazy hell yeah man Mm -hmm. didn't you also get into a little bondage this week oh yeah that's right we watched casino royale um which is amazing i mean like i i'm not a bond fan i i don't think i've ever watched a full bond movie other than the daniel craig bond movies i have only seen i'm gonna say a maximum of like five non-craig bond movies but i like the craig ones just fine yeah me too i i'm i'm a big fan Uh, casino royale i think is the best of the what is he he's in five I, I, I but so, I haven't yeah. seen the last two, and I need to. Okay. Like after yeah, watching it, it was like I definitely need to to get caught up on this because I, I've always yeah I liked the other three. I remember um, Quantum of Solace dragging a little. Yeah, but I think so yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'll yeah, hit you but, with a little trivia here, man. Did you know it? that they they had originally titled it Casino Royale for the European audience, but in America they were going to call it casino big mac that makes sense yeah, yeah. casino big mm-hmm. mac mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a thinker there because <laughs> that's the same thing as a quarter right. pounder 
It's a Pulp Fiction joke. Just go with it. Fuck. Fine. Right? <laughs> the casino pounder with cheese. Yeah. That's what they were going to call it. Casino pounder with cheese. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not, man? Why not? Good times. What an eventful fucking month of a week it's been. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, man. I yeah, I'm 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 uh excited to get out and do more here in Portland after our little excursion. It's it's a it's a real nice city. See the things, do the stuff, and yeah. sip on some good stuff, man. I'm having myself a lovely, uh, a little mixed drink right now. I didn't feel like having a beer on the show, as I usually do, yeah. so I made myself a little cocktail before the show that I've been sipping on. I'm having myself a lovely White Russian made Ooh. with Mr. Black coffee liqueur rather than Kahlua. Uh, Kahlua, I think, is 80% hangover. If I'm not mistaken, That's and uh, true, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Mr. Black is a, 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 a cold brew coffee liqueur, and it's way less sweet. So just equal parts, Mr. Black, vodka, and uh, some half and half, and it is so fucking good. You drink anything today? I'm not, but since you're drinking a White Russian, let's just go ahead and get our favorite Big Lebowski lines out. Uh, okay. Donnie, you're out of your element. Uh, uh-huh. That room really tied the room together. Man, um, I hate the Eagles. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Donnie, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. What, what was that one? Oh, they're going to kill that poor woman. <laughs> that was always one of my favorite because John Goodman's just amazing in that film but like the way Fantastic. he delivers that line is so fucking funny it is a real winner of a movie and i yeah. do enjoy myself a nice caucasian on the rocks mm-hmm. me too good stuff delightful drink you know steve the movie that we're dealing with today it sure does deal with some tubers don't it it does deal with some tubers everybody's favorite type of tubers you oh that's right i'm one of them aren't i uh-huh that's right Woo, man Man, I say before we get to the movie review, we might just need to find out what tuber we might be. Sorry, what just happened? <laughs> 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 Welcome to the preview palace, he says. Oh, is that what you want? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm trying. Great. I'm trying to tag you I out, dude. You, right now, I thought you paused. Like, like for, right for now, my my hand effect. is in the air, shaking, waiting for the tag. And you're supposed to fucking <laughs> high slap that thing and jump in the ring and stomp and do fucking right, bronco right. busters. Hold on, no, no, no. Okay, you're getting you're getting you're getting beat in the ring. You're getting beat yeah. in the ring. Uh, 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 my right. hands up. My hands up. You're, I'm you're, reaching. I'm reaching. I'm reaching. Oh, you've, you've got a little bit of room. You're jumping. Uh, uh, the crowd's going crazy. Uh, Here I am. Ah. Welcome to the preview palace. <laughs> Chemistry. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. 300 plus episodes. We're getting into a rhythm. Okay? We're nailing it. Just leave that in. Don't edit that. (laughs) I'm not going (laughs) to. Nope. We're going to do a little quiz here on the BuzzFeed. Which YouTuber are you? It is by BuzzFeed, Witch or Wizard, Alyssa Mazhar09. Dude, we're about to find out. And you know that you and I know all the hip and relevant YouTubers. <laughs> yeah, so. this is going to be fun because we don't, I, like, we both, let's see, uh, we're both uh, myth, good Mythical Morning fans, so Rhett and yep. Link. Yep, uh, yep, you, yep, You're a big Try Guys fan. I love a Try Guy. I love Summoning uh, Salt. So do you. Yeah, Summoning Salt. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't really know, though, the major YouTubers. I don't, I don't know either. this, no. uh, you know, the uh, Mr. Beast that all the people are talking about on Twitter. 
Yeah, he's apparently the guy that like basically creates how to work YouTube as you go, and everybody kind of tries to copy him. I don't oh, think okay. I've ever watched a single video. Yeah, Same don't with know. like a fucking PewDiePie. I think I've started oh. like thirty seconds of a video, and I was like, I am too old for this for fucking yeah. sure. No, yeah, no. So I, I don't know the the Paul brothers. All I know is their never watched a single thing. Uh, one thing I do know, though, and this is an upsetting piece of information, Ben. Yeah? Just watched the, the 2023 Royal Rumble, which the Women's Rumble was awesome. The Men's Rumble was awesome, but the Women's Rumble was fucking awesome. Really, Tight. really worth watching. But really upsetting piece of information. Logan Paul is a good wrestler. No. He's... he's he Okay, in the ring... He he needs some work just with like probably with nerves because I'm betting because he's he's rich he's not like he's not wrestling on the indie circuit in front of people but he's probably doing a lot of stuff you know with no one around so he can clearly do moves and stuff really well he but you know being in front of seventy thousand people kind of might uh, jar you a little bit but he's mm-hmm. got the fucking he he could be a really good heel that is always a heel. Wow. And and has that unique thing of like people actually hate him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's upsetting because you hate him, but it's also like, God, that's perfect though. That's yeah, really good, good for a heel to yeah. hate to actually hate him. <laughs> hmm. Well damn. Uh yeah. ba- bad on him? I don't know. Yeah, good fuck on you. Him? I don't mm-hmm. know. Anyway, so yeah. Uh yeah, we don't really know any YouTubers, so this is gonna be interesting to find out who we are. I guess maybe seek out information as to who that person is. Maybe, man. It's a five-question <laughs> quiz. Should be pretty quick in and out the door yep. here. Steve, how do you spend your Saturday nights? Are you lounging with your pets? Are you hanging mm-hmm. with your friends, pranking people, or watching a movie with the fam? Uh, well, Emily works on Saturday nights, so it's not fair to say watching a movie with the fam because the fam's not here. Um. So I'll, I'll go with lounging with my pets. Yeah, just lounging around with old Salem T. Boogans, are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Though we're watching a movie. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're doing. What about you? Many a Saturday night, I'm playing a big-ass rock show with my friends, so I'm going to go with hanging with Hell yeah. my friends, mashing on some ropes, dude. Ben, how social are you? Very <sighs> meh. I talk to people. What's being social? So during the pandemic is when I really, truly understood that I am a, um, what do they call it? Where you're, uh, it's an like introvert, an, omni- extrovert? an omnivert. Omnivert. Okay. I'm kind of cool with either. Yeah, uh-huh. honestly, because like <laughs> I, I had been fashioning myself for many years to be very extroverted because I'm right. always out doing stuff, playing shows, right. making videos, talking to people. But then whenever the pandemic hit and I was like, oh, I just get to stay home and like play guitar and video games and watch movies and cook. (laughs) Awesome. This is great. It really took me back to my homeschool days. I was going to ask, did it take you back to the the kitchen table days? Dude, fuck yeah. I'm telling you, it was a year in and that's when Uh the vaccine started rolling out. And I was like, dude, I'm barely getting started. Like everybody that I knew was like losing their minds, like bouncing off the walls. And I'm like, I felt like fucking Bane. I was like, I was nearly a man before I talked to someone I wasn't related to. You were born into it, you know? So, true omnivert. So, I'm just going to go with the middle answer and say, I talk to people. All right. You talk to people. That's true. I mean, 
I know that. I know that. I've seen that happen. You've seen it. I've talked yeah. to you. You're a person, aren't you? Oh, uh, 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 my answer is. Hang on. Uh, what? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> my answer. Uh, I. I. You know. I'm in the same position as you. Where like, when I'm in a position to be social, I'm social. Um, and if I, if I regularly put myself in a position to be social, I'll be social a lot, but if I'm at home just chilling, I am also fine. Um, so how social am I? Meh. 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 All right, Steve, what is your favorite restaurant of these four restaurants? There's only four restaurants as we know. The four, there's four restaurants out there to choose from. And these are them. These are they. Uh. Yeah. These, yes, they, they are legion. Uh huh. That's right. Red Lobster, Burger King, Taco Bell, or a local cafe? <laughs> this is a weird assortment. Yeah. What? Like, whose favorite <laughs> fucking restaurant is Red Lobster? Like, what the okay, fuck that, is this for? I um, I am not a Red Lobster fan. I like, but I I guess I can understand if it's a teenager's favorite restaurant or whatever. I get that. Teens, or if, they love shrimp and lobster. Right. They or love it. If you're if you're a, a an adult who loves seafood, but you happen to live in a place where that's the only place you can get seafood, I get it. I understand uh, if you love sodium. Right. Of these four, it's real easy for me to choose, and it, it it's gonna be Taco Bell. I know. There's definitely a local cafe that's better than Taco Bell, but I'm not going into a cafe right now. Mm. I'm wanting some Taco Bell. That's just there how that go. works. What are what you ordering you? from a from a bell? What's your order? Well, okay, uh, I, I much like a, a tweet that was kind of popular a few weeks ago. I let the bell decide. Um, I have nothing in my head when I pull up to the menu. The menu just speaks to me. Wow. Uh, the one thing I know I'm always going to get is a cheesy gordita crunch. I'm going okay. to have at least one cheesy gordita crunch. I like to get a Doritos Locos Supreme. I like um, uh, they they had like a, a a grilled cheese burrito thing that had like what cheese grilled on the outside. Authentic Oaxacan cuisine. Ah, who gives a shit? It's not supposed shit. to be that. It's supposed to be Taco Bell, and it's it Taco is. Bell, right. <laughs> it's Taco Bell. So yeah, Taco Bell. What's your favorite restaurant of the four possible Of the options? four, yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to go with the, with the hip answer and say a local cafe. Yeah. I, I, like to, I like to do that. Whenever I travel somewhere, I'm going to find what I can't find at home. So a local cafe is where you're going to find UB over here. I go yeah. by UB these days. UB. UB. Uncle Ben, right? <laughs> Uncle Ben, too, too many syllables. Three yep. syllables, get the fuck out of here. UB. UB. Yep. That's right, man. That's right. <laughs> Ben, what's your style? Oh. I, and I just glanced over, and the first one is casual, but I thought it said Cajun. <laughs> and I was like, that's, oh, so I think like, that's uh, you're like overalls with, overalls like a, with, with like no a shirt off on. flannel or something, and like a like a, a straw boater hat. Not boater that's hat, but like a straw. literally what I was picturing yeah. when you said Cajun style. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm sure some somewhere right now there is a Cajun person being like, "That is my culture, not a costume." Wow, wow, he's out on his fan boat hunting gators right <laughs> yeah, now, listening. This is hell. This used to be my favorite shit. podcast to listen to while I was hunting for gators for the gumbo. He's got, he's got some sterno boiling up some gumbo. 
<laughs> He's going to leave a, a voice to text uh, <laughs> review on Apple Podcasts, and it's going to be a mess. <laughs> These boys don't talk about my culture like that. What? <laughs> what? So, what's your style? Casual, comfy, <laughs> fancy, or stylish? Man, what comfy. Is your I don't, style I don't, stylish? stylish? What is that? Yeah. Um, comfy I don't know. for me, like, dude, I'm. Yeah. I, I don't know why people wear clothes that are not comfortable, especially shoes that are not comfortable. I cannot uh, even remotely understand that stuff to me. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to go as a comfy. I'm a comfortsman. Now, I <laughs> I was with you until you said shoes that aren't comfortable, and then I was yeah. like, fuck, I've done that before. I love I shoes. It. I'm a big fan of shoes. And, like, I one time found this because I had, I had been looking for just some some – rad 90s looking shoes this was like 2005 or something and i i found these shoes that were like so fucking 90s looking and they were a half size too small and i couldn't walk in them for too long but Mm. they look so cool that i did buy them and wear them made you feel fly yeah yeah but my style is is casual i i am i'm a casual fella Keep it real, man. Mm-hmm. All right, Steve, final answer here. What's most important to you? Is it success, family, friends, or my relationship? Most important to me. Boy. Uh, whoosh, I guess. Boy, that's weird because you got family, friends, and relationship. I know, are right? Those, like, those are all the same. Yeah, I'm gonna go with my relationship to cover family, friends, and, and my dog, etc. Right, because that is uh-huh. kind of all of it in one, you know. Right. Uh-huh. Um, just to be, put in a different answer from you, I'm gonna say success because absolutely I'm, uh, insanely driven towards success. So Got to get that here. success. Um, um, all right, boy. dude. What YouTuber are you? I'm the Paul brothers and this, you know, listen, (laughs) it doesn't make a ton of sense, but, uh, one of them's into wrestling and I'm essentially two men, right? Like I'm basically two whole guys. So yeah, there we go. You're every man. I'm every man. It's all in me. That's right. They're both mm. in you, you say. <laughs> that sounds wrong when I say it. It doesn't sound wrong. It I sounds like something when me. I say it. I don't it out know loud. what that would mean. <laughs> just like all men are inside me. You know what? what I say. If that's what mm. you're into, you know? Yeah, I think it, that sounds like too many men. I prefer too many men zero in a, men in to you, be yeah. inside me. But just as personal preference. Yeah, like beyond that, I would go with the lowest, the next lowest number. And so all of them would be too, too way too many. Okay, well, it yeah. makes sense. You know, I think a lot of people can probably level with that. <laughs> no offense if you want every man inside of you. That's hey, your listen. choice. Uh, listen, there, there's a lot of dudes out there, so really take that into account. It's a whole but bunch also, of also, don't assume that every dude wants to be in you, okay? That's a good point. Not you know? every dude wants to be in you. Not every dude can be in you. So, what's this goal, weirdo? Unless you're Jason Momoa, then probably everybody wants yeah, to be in you. That's a good so. point. Yeah. I think that's yeah. normal. Yeah. Right? That's normal. <laughs> what did you get? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, Lar DIY? I don't know who that is. I have no idea. But Dude, DIY this is makes the really me think weird thing, man. Somebody's like, doing it themselves. 
right? I mean, yeah. uh, what did Aretha Franklin say? Women be doing it for themselves or some shit. Right, mm-hmm. right. Keep it on the musical theme. This is the really weird thing about YouTube, about YouTubers and stuff. Like, I feel like, like I am a YouTuber for a living, and I'm sitting here right. being like, I don't know anything about these people who are infinitely more famous than I am at mm-hmm. my job. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's that's the really funny thing about it, dude. Like, I meet. I meet people all the time that have no idea who Rhett and Link are. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I it's mean, like we they don't fucking know invented the internet. People are. Yeah. No, no idea. But I'm sure that there are millions, if not billions, of people that have watched their videos. But there's no overlap whatsoever. It, it's the same way, even in like the you know the YouTube guitar world, where there are certain channels that people know. And that's all that they know. And they don't know anything outside yeah. of that, you mm-hmm. know, algorithm recommended circle. It's really a strange thing where, yeah. um, and it's maybe because you don't get, you know, commercials for other people's channels while you're watching somebody else's channel. I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to find like where the crossover is, but it is amazing to see how people can be globally known, ultra famous. And then to other people, just total, blackout yeah, stranger I right. have, yeah it's like this large diy could walk in right now into my studio and i'd be like don't touch the guitars you know <laughs> that's all i would say yeah yeah i i that's very interesting yeah because like i i even most of the youtube stuff i do watch i've never seen the person i have no idea what they look like like the, oh, any, like summoning salt, like anybody. it's just voiceover. Yeah, yeah. Like, summoning salt. No like. idea what he looks like. I, I, I many a true nerd. I think I've seen every single one of his Skyrim Fallout videos, which means I've seen hundreds of hours of this man's videos, and I have no idea what he looks like. Couldn't yeah. even guess at it. Uh, yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah, the YouTube fan. We were actually just talking about this the other day with Vine because. Uh, Anna asked me if I had seen a Vine, and I had not seen it. And she was like, what? That was like, my friend group all shared that Vine all the time. Right. We talked about it all the time. And it's like, yeah, like Vines were seven seconds, and there were so many of them that like you could have like really, really localized viral videos. Or just like a viral video would mean, you know, uh, you know 20 million people saw it, but it's seven seconds, so they barely remember it. It is really interesting to see how, in this day and age, how specialized, localized our our entertainment and education yeah. uh, becomes. I mean, yeah. there's, there's a lot of the cats that I watch, like even even somebody like Rick Beato, who is uh, just a, a monster, just totally huge in the world of music. Uh-huh. But I bet to like literally anybody that doesn't play music, they would not even recognize them if they were standing in front of them at the grocery store or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I mean, same, same honestly with like fucking Mr. Beast. Again, the guy writes the script on how you run YouTube basically as right. a content creator. I would not recognize him. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't know who that guy was. No, <laughs> no, no. I, I, I think it's, it's, we're at an interesting time and I'm glad I guess we're we're transitioning into the the movie. We're now talking about Deadstream. Hi. Hi. Uh, here we are. A podcast. Yeah, we're at this interesting point where yeah, there are there are you know, probably close to a thousand uh YouTube personalities that have millions of fans that I I couldn't I couldn't name them. I don't know who oh, they totally. are. 
Well, much less when you get into the the international market, like some yeah. of these, um, you know, content creators overseas and stuff uh, in in non English language that have bajillions of followers. And again, it's like it's 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 nothing to any of us. Like we wouldn't know them, right? We've never seen anything they've done, and yet yeah. they're crushing it. it. It's so interesting, man. And we were having this conversation while we were on vacation um, in Argentina about. The really interesting time that that we've grown up, you and I as children of the 80s, Uh where especially I think like in the late 90s, especially like peak MTV and like reality TV kind of era, when it was like everybody was hot on TV. Like everybody in TV, everybody in movies was fucking just totally smoking hot and perfect and yada yada. And then in the wake of that, we have people that are totally normal, just average people like any of us that have blown up on social media, whether that yeah. be YouTube or TikTok or whatever, that don't have six-pack abs and right. straight teeth and acting coaches and hairstylists and lighting technicians. Like, right. It's the age where just normal people are famous. Like, We have yeah. lived through the most artificially hot and shockingly normal eras of entertainment and celebrity. I think it's really fascinating. Yeah, it is. And it, I mean, it's it's interesting too because it's changed the way people, because like we all always thought the people on TV were attractive, but our, our, in day-to-day life, you also were attracted to people who didn't look like they'd be on TV. Right, um, yeah, true. But now because so many people have even grown up with YouTubers and like like they, their beauty standards are YouTubers uh and and OnlyFans models and things like that and and we're talking about like I, I guess a, a more I don't know uh giving people a much more open platform to be hot uh right? and not be like 1990s supermodel hot Totally. Uh, and that's awesome. I mean, it, it's really opened up people, uh, like, the, the general consensus on who is hot, uh, yeah, which totally, used to be man. a much more narrow uh, field of, like, oh, those are the hot people. Like, I think my wife's hot, but I understand everybody else doesn't. But now it's like, no, my wife is fucking hot. Like, we all get it, right? We're all a lot hotter than we thought we were 20 years ago. Yeah, that's a yeah. good thing. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of negativity and bad things that have come from social media but i think that representation and body positivity is one of the better things yeah it's good it is uh and this i mean this is also because of you know the the rise in popularity and of course as you said this is a career uh getting into youtube uh, stuff and if you, if you can make it to those top levels it's mm-hmm. not only a career it's extremely lucrative um there's a, a YouTube persona, like there is a a down the middle almost sort of YouTube persona, and as as you put it when we were talking about this beforehand, YouTube acting, like there yeah, is a dude. it is a is a type of acting. YouTube it is a performative acting. style. Yeah, it's interesting because it it's like across all the the biggest YouTubers, they're all doing almost a very similar particular thing like all of their apology videos are the same there there's like yeah. 
tropes <laughs> to YouTube videos and the way that they play out and stuff. And like this movie is is capturing that in a really good, interesting way. I think. Yeah, because the entire thing is a a uh, a fallen YouTuber. Although they don't mm-hmm. use the term YouTube just due to copyright stuff, right, obviously. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he is somebody that has kind of gotten canceled. That is trying to make his comeback by doing this uh, this live stream. He does challenges and stuff where he does crazy shit, like get snuck across the border or do you know polar uh, expedition shit. And this time he is going to face his ultimate fear of ghosts and go in this haunted house and shit. And he's streaming the entire thing. And as I was watching this movie for the first time last night, Uh that's when it really struck me that this performative style of YouTube acting has become its own bona fide, legitimate style. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it it is really strange because... This is not a style of acting that has been created by a major Hollywood studio or no. director or <laughs> no, no one, no anything. one. Uda Hagen didn't work on this. This is not. This is yeah, not like Kurosawa wasn't here for this. Right there, uh, there were there were no like uh, of the the major artistic minds pushing this. It's it's the theater kid personality. It it's really the, is, yeah, dude. It's the theater kid personality amped up. Yeah, yep, exactly, man. And, and again, I hadn't really realized that until I was watching this because, like, initially, when the movie started, I was probably like a lot of people. I was like, "Man, this guy's fucking annoying. Like, this guy's just way, way too hyped all the time, way too caffeinated, right. way too up." And then I was like, "Oh, it's because he's doing a really great job of acting." Yeah. Like so many mega huge YouTube personalities. Like that yeah. is how they all act. Yeah. And, and like, it, it, I get it. Like, I, I've heard from people who don't like this film that they find him too annoying and can't enjoy it. And I get that. I get that. I get that. Absolutely. I don't watch any YouTubers that are like that. Like, right. again, it's probably an, an age demographic thing, but like, yeah. None of the guys that I watch are acting that, like that. Yeah. yeah, amped up and stuff. But it is something that I guess apparently, but billions of people watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it, it's it, and so his performance, uh, uh, Joseph Winter, who is uh, uh, one half of the writing directing team, along with uh, uh, Vanessa Winter, uh, to to whom he's married. Oh. Um, Joseph Winter is is he is putting on an amazing performance whether or not you find it annoying which i mean you should like that's that's he that's, that's what point. he's doing yeah that's yeah. what he's doing he's like he's highlighting all the most like annoying parts uh and and i i read like some interviews with them and they said like in early screenings like people found him like because he was doing full-on youtuber people found him too annoying like they had to go in and cut out some stuff and adr some stuff and kind of change some stuff to really? like bring it down uh to to the level where people could find it funny which is what i find like i think it's really funny like i i'm watching it and yeah i think that type of personality is annoying but i also don't expose myself to it really ever so watching it is kind of like to me the movie is about how like this annoying youtuber who has been quote unquote canceled like louis ck style canceled where you sell out madison square garden um and then he he 
it like opens with i'm a piece of trash like the opening line is hi i'm sean and i'm a piece of trash and he um dies in the end this is a movie that i would think if you're watching and being like i i'm annoyed by this guy it's like yeah the movie gives you everything you want then like he, I know, his night right? goes terribly and he dies <laughs> yeah yeah like and the thing about it is is you kind of have to watch this movie with it in mind that this isn't a found footage movie where right it's a normal person out doing stuff they didn't know was going to become a movie and be no, seen yeah. by people. Like when you yeah. watch, you know, I don't know, whatever, fucking Blair Witch or whatever. Right. These are supposed to be normal people that never knew anybody was going to see this. Well, there's the documentary parts that they know people are going to see. That they know. They right. know, yeah. And then the rest of the stuff that they're filming, that that's the interesting stuff. Yeah, but this, but is, this is just a, all presentation. Uh, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, it's a different kind of found footage that we're kind of entering into with movies now, where this is quote-unquote found footage, but it was meant to be found. Like, yeah. this is the performer mm-hmm. knowing people are going to see this, so I'm going to be performing the whole time, right. acting as if I'm acting naturally, which in mm-hmm. reality is me putting on my YouTube face. Right. And he's, like, he's dedicated to it, as we've seen, like, he, you know, he... It opens on his, like, YouTube video introduction about the stream, and it shows us some other past stuff he's done, like piss off cops and run from them and and whatnot. So we know, like, he's willing to go to ridiculous lengths for this. So, like, he's driven by uh, the the need for popularity and, and money. Yeah, and dude, like, I'll tell you, in that opening bit where it really just feels like watching somebody's YouTube video about an upcoming yeah. thing that they're going to do and hype up and live stream, the editing style and the use mm-hmm. of graphics and humor yes, it's and everything. Movie, right? <laughs> dude, like, it's dead on. Like, yes, it is dead on. It feels is. like a legit YouTube video. Um, yeah. There's a lot of times when people do this kind of stuff, man, where... They put too know. much into the production. Yeah, they yeah. put too much into it. And you're yeah. like, oh, it's not really like that. Yeah, but YouTubers no, can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. This feels like a real YouTube video. Yeah. Like it's like the the fucking duct tape with the lav mic on his chest. Uh-huh. Yes. Like kind of <laughs> shitty on purpose. And yeah. him doing like the Hadouken and knocking out all uh-huh. of his, you know, band posts. <laughs> like all of that stuff feels so yeah. legit. Yeah. Like, they really did a good job. Clearly, whoever put that stuff together spent a lot of time, you know, watching YouTube and had a good grip on how to do this stuff. Because I yeah. watched it, and I was like, this feels real to me. Yeah. Yeah. I I very much, like, yeah, I was into... Because his performance is, is amazing. He's he's really giving it, like, the, the YouTuber uh, spin and, like... I, I was really into it. I do understand for people that are like annoyed by him. Like I know a lot of people listening might have been annoyed by him. I understand that he he's supposed it's an to be. Act, yeah, he's supposed to be. But you know, sometimes that even though they're supposed to be, it's just too irritating. And I sure. get that. Uh, but uh, the the fact that he he can irritate you that well is just evidence of a good performance. Like he he really was channeling annoying youtuber which i can't figure out because dude a lot of the most mega popular youtube stars in every in every genre Uh do this 
hyper annoying, cartoonish, over the top thing. And I'm trying to figure out why people like that, why people want to watch that. And, And of course, you know, yeah, where I am with my standing on YouTube, obviously there are a million people that are way more huge and way more successful than than I am. So maybe right. I'm fucking up by not doing that, but like uh, it's yeah. it's never been my intent to put on any kind of show. To me that seems right. that seems so infinitely exhausting to to yes. turn on the camera and become somebody else and put on this face like and uh-huh. have that expectation when people meet you in real life. You have to put uh. that face back on. That sounds exhausting to me dude that sounds Absolutely. awful and I couldn't do you know it. that that's why like for me whenever i started my channel you know the entire intent was like i'm not going to put on a face because at the time whenever i started my channel like you know 8 years or so ago a lot of the guitar instruction was people putting on the Berkeley graduate face. Today okay. we're going to study the G Dorian mode starting in the third position on the sixth string. And it's like, <laughs> dude, we don't talk like that. Like us musicians yeah. don't talk like that. So right. um, whenever I started my channel, and it's more common to see people speaking you know, plainly now in the world of music instruction. But right. when I started, that's kind of all that there was. And my uh-huh. intent was like, I don't intend on anybody ever watching this stuff. I don't intend on making this my living. Yeah. I'm just going to talk the way that we talk. Yeah. And apparently people like that. Yeah, uh, I think it I sounds exhausting to put on a persona, man. Like, <laughs> right. like the fucking, yeah, the, the Uncle Ben that you see on YouTube and stuff, it's, that's just how I am, dude. Like, there is no face. And I think it's knowing your audience because I believe the audience of people who like these YouTubers is largely children. Um, I know, and, yeah. And teenagers and people who honestly don't think a lot. <laughs> sure. And I love that they tap into this in this movie, too, where, yeah. like, he gets that that like video response from that one kid who's like 12 and he's like, this kid's like 12 talking about the, the Hansa or whatever. Right. And uh-huh. Uh-huh. he's shocked by it, but it's like, yeah, you're like a 38 year old, but 12 year olds are watching your shit. Yeah. That's who's enjoying your stuff predominantly. Yeah. I, I wonder if people enjoy that YouTube persona. Um, again, some of them are kids, but I, I wonder if, the ones that watch that kind of persona that aren't actually kids, I wonder if there's some part of them that... I wonder if there's some part of them that feels superior in a way, where it's like, this guy's an idiot. I'm smarter than this guy. Oh, yeah. I you mean, know what that, I mean, that has to be... It has to play in some bit, I would think. Like, yeah, this this is a clown. Like, what an idiot. Right, I yeah. Can't it's wait like to see this person jump off of a mountain and maybe die or whatever. Like, right, yeah, because that seemed like a lot of, of the comments in the site. Because like that's one of the things I love about this is the running comments from people watching the stream. Dude, like, there's they nailed them. They nailed them. There's so many of the like just exact things you would see in the stream, but so yes. many people in the comments were hoping he died and hoping bad things happened to him. Yes, dude. That yeah. that's another thing about this that they nailed. Like I said, they nailed the persona, they nailed the editing style and the commenters style yeah. too. The way mm-hmm. that yeah, fans interact sometimes with these people that they watch all the time but also 
clearly feels superior to and hope they fail and eat shit sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, they nailed that with that running commentary thing so well. Kind yeah. of that... Um, that fan ownership thing that can happen sometimes. Yes. Uh-huh. Let me give you an example of this. So as we were um, leaving the, the shiprocked boat, all the artists and stuff were taken to a bus that drove us to the airport. Okay. So we all head over to the bus and we're waiting because uh, one of the people that was on there wasn't there on the bus. And it's like, okay, dude isn't here yet. We got to wait on him. Okay. Dude finally shows up. He sits down right across to me and he clearly seems very frustrated. And he's like, God damn, man. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? And he explained to me that, okay, so as you depart a cruise ship that has been in international waters, there's kind of a TSA style screening that you go through as okay. you depart, right? And just like TSA style, they randomly pull up, you know, pull out some people for like baggage screenings and shit like that, right? Okay. This guy who was late to the bus explained to me that he got pulled out of line to get all of his bags and stuff inspected. And while he was standing there, as the handler goes through his bags, he goes, Hey, dude, just so you know, I pulled you out of line. Just because I'm such a huge fan of yours. I inconvenienced you. Yeah. Made you late to your your shuttle because I'm a fan. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. 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 You're welcome for that. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. And I mean, this definitely the character of Chrissy kind of plays into that, but also like as you're talking about the, 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 uh, comments also yeah. display that a good bit yeah some of this this, this fan ownership that's interesting wow what a dick move yeah <laughs> and, and i feel weird with that because like i've had i've had so many just amazing positive fantastic things um from people that are fans of my channel and stuff i've had so many mm-hmm. amazing grateful lovely people that i've come to know and become friends with through my channel it's fantastic uh, and I'm extremely grateful, extremely thankful for that. But there are people that experience the dark side of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like, yeah, the, there, there are parasocial relationships that form for sure. And, and not, not to say I'm immune. I mean, I, I have my, my podcasts I listen to and feel like they're my friends and whatnot. But you totally. certainly in the real world have to recognize like they don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> right uh yeah that's man that would that would suck i don't know how do you what do you say to that like uh i pulled you out of line to screen your bags and make you late to your flight because i'm a fan of yours like i i don't know honestly i'm not really sure and that even kind of ties into the whole like are you fan explaining this to me? Element yes. of this movie too. <laughs> oh, man, I loved that term whenever he said that because it's like I hadn't heard that before. I love it. Yeah, it it it. You see it in comment sections on YouTube videos. I'm sure you get it from time to time. It oh is, yeah, it's real interesting. It's like uh, it's part of that sort of parasocial relationship where you feel like you're in dialogue with the person making the the thing you like 
like they but it's a monologue like they're they're talking and then you're just commenting on it <laughs> like <laughs> that's not a dialogue and and they're not necessarily ever searching for advice on how to do things it's odd and, and i yeah. have gotten those you know th- those comments and stuff from people that are like you should have used that joke you use in that other video you should have done it like you did this other time yeah and it's like yeah. dude I'm, I'm making this stuff for free yeah for free <laughs> but also like you know you get those comments where people are like oh well we've we've gotten them about the show like telling us things we should and shouldn't talk about and it's like you know there are other podcasts, right? You can listen to other podcasts. I mean, I know we're the only podcast in the, the known multiverse. One. We but invented it. There are others that you can listen to that do the thing that you want done. If they're not as funny as us, I'm sorry. I mean, that, also, that's just free. how it goes. Yeah, it's free. Dude, that, that's the thing about making stuff and putting stuff out now. It's not like back in the day where it's like, oh, I put out a TV show. I'm backed by millions of dollars in NBC. Right. Like, these things that we listen to, even like mega ultra huge podcasts, like fucking right. last podcast on the left and shit like that, sure. they're putting it out for free for yeah. nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep, I mean it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting concept that like it it really does come from forming that bond, and which is yeah. a good thing. It's I a good think. thing. It is a good thing because you you, you don't feel as alone, but like. I mean, that's why I love a lot of my favorite podcasts is because especially, you know, in times where I'm feeling lonely or very alone and stuff, I can put on a podcast and just feel like I'm sitting in the room with friends like that. Yeah, uh that's fantastic. That's such a great asset. Um, But we are also still in that crazy phase of human evolution where we are still villager brains suddenly thrown into a globalized world. We're not really ready for this yet. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know that our brains are ever really meant to to, to deal with all this. Yeah, but it, I mean, it it is. I guess it's just like honestly, because the synapses are no different. It would seem to me between your your feeling of having a relationship with uh, a person in the real world, an acquaintanceship, I would say, with a person in the real world, and your feeling toward a podcaster and again mm-hmm. not full this isn't full friendship you don't have a relationship but the feeling is probably similar to being acquainted with someone and liking them yeah um and and, and that that's good and it really is just about a sense of decorum and knowing like this person doesn't know me as much as i want them to know me they're a regular person going about their day like would i want this to happen mm. uh yeah yeah, that that's interesting. The the fan, you know, fan splaining and the this fan ownership idea really are being played out in some ways here. But also yeah. being played out is the concept of like uh, you know, what it is streamers desire now, uh and that is, you know, attention and and for people to tell <laughs> yeah, them what definitely. they're doing is good. Uh it always existed. Like it, it exists in our our uh, antagonist here mildred like she wanted her publisher husband to publish her poetry um and she wanted to use that poetry to to keep people enwrapped basically yeah yeah uh, that's a cool way to kind of frame this where it's just like yeah. this desire 
isn't something new. It's always existed in in various forms. Yeah, and and like it's a good thing to recognize because I think every time people start talking, like you know, we've been talking like we don't understand why people are into this. Um. But people are. People are into this. And it's about that sense of connection. It always has been. Like, when you read a poet or a a writer that you enjoy, you feel a connection to them. When you listen to music that you enjoy, you feel a connection to the people who made the music. So, like, all these kids who love these YouTubers, they're no different than anyone has been in the past. And YouTubers are no different than any of those performers in the past. They may be annoying, like this particular YouTuber, but then they also may be doing stuff like you do or like a ton of other YouTubers do that's more unique and interesting. Yeah. Well, and in, in some cases, you know, it might be even less authentic if that right. YouTube persona is just entirely a persona. It's like mm-hmm. if you're consuming the content of somebody like this guy that's in this movie, uh, you don't know that person. That's a fucking act. Yeah, that's true. There's no way this guy in real life acts exactly that way. Though, again, with the theater kid persona, uh, a lot of those, a lot of theater types are kind of like that, especially in their 20s or whatever, even right. in public. Um, but yeah, it, it does. It does seem like yeah. There, there's you don't know anything about his internality from this like way he's presenting himself because he says he's scared of all these things and he's doing them like you know like he's he's doing them and uh getting over his fears for entertainment but like if you're really scared of all these things like my question is how much is he playing up a fear and pretending like how much is he acting always and how much how much do they would his fans even know about him as a person Sure, right. Seems like nothing. Yeah, because clearly the entire time that he's doing this, he is putting on that face. He's doing the act of how he's supposed to behave as the world's biggest wuss that is overcoming his fears. Right. Uh, How much of anything that we're seeing in this is genuine at all? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... And then, you know, the, the further question that I got on my second viewing, how much of any of this is real? Okay, like honestly, it's kind of funny that you mentioned this because this almost to me seems like a a question that you could ask, and it's kind of like a, an infinitely more fun version of uh, "We're all going to the World's Fair." Right? Like, We're all going to the World's Fair is the absolute mirror image of this in a lot of right. ways. Yes, it but is. Yeah, way darker. <laughs> way darker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like as yes. far as like what is real about any of this stuff? That's right. That's kind of a question that both of those movies ask in a much different way. And, and that yeah. is something that, okay, I watched this for the first time last night, and I was so fucking tired. I don't know what the deal. I guess I'm still just getting back on, you know, normal life schedule, still recovering from. Well, and lack from, of sun as well. You're not getting nearly that too, as much yeah. sun. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I was watching this last night, and I was so tired. I was like, man, I'm going to need to watch this again tomorrow. So... I watched it again today, and as I was watching it today, I I found myself going like, wait, what if this entire thing is staged? If this entire thing is fake, and he is making his 
return to the world of streaming by doing this elaborate hoax where he goes into this haunted house and finds these relics and finds these ghosts and all this crazy shit happens to him. Because if you watch this movie with that in mind, that he is this fallen, disgraced YouTuber that's trying to make his money back and shit, there's nothing actually in this movie that is supernatural. Like, there are no... Right, any of the things could have been, yeah, any of the the video things or whatever, like, the the people watching the stream are trusting because he put up cameras that they're seeing through the camera, which doesn't have to be be true. true. Yeah, it doesn't have to be true. Uh, If it is true, even, uh, the stuff that, you know, we see could have been... Uh, created by just you know lights or, or mirrors or whatever uh, pre-recorded footage yeah. people in rubber suits like that's right. something that i really liked about this is that even all of the monsters and ghosts that you see in this yeah are, are definitely people in suits like right. it's and not it, cg it, it looks, or anything it looks great like as a practical effects lover but it also looks fake which then plays into the is this fake right yeah you can just be like oh i'm watching a movie it's low budget so i i'm giving it the benefit of the doubt but you're watching a movie that's about a youtuber streaming is this his low budget stream like is this because his budget's low that's why they look the way they look even though they look again great as a fan uh, of practical effects it's it really kind of twists and warps reality which is interesting like because otherwise it's a, it is a cool movie about uh, a streamer in a haunted house uh, getting his comeuppance for you know the terrible thing he did to this um, homeless man yeah which he got canceled for and shit and there's yeah. also like you know little little things that allude to he did some probably racist stuff right um, yeah uh-huh. probably some some bad relationship with a chick that ended right that unsavory. was yeah uh-huh uh it just kind of alludes to all these things that typically plague a lot of content creators that have gotten right. you know fucking canceled and stuff um but yeah you're exactly right like it, it it bridges this weird line where the entire movie looks diy looks uh-huh. low tech because it is yeah and the special effects are also all very low tech like this seems like stuff that you could do with the right amount of liquid latex and fucking makeup and shit like that also there's a lot of parts in the movie where you know he has like little things that he puts up on screen like oh here's a map of the house here is right this girl's journal and here's photographs and stuff and it's like that could just be stuff he's putting on screen while he's staging the next room yeah or while exactly. people are setting yeah. up shit and he's like oh here, look at these images while i set up my cameras in the other room yeah yeah exactly that's not and suspicious at all yeah it, it, it is interesting because like I mean, knowing how the film's made, this is this is made by a uh, 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 husband and, and and wife couple, Vanessa Winter and Joseph Winter, uh, and directed and written by the two of them. Though he's he's starring, so she did she from an interview I read, she did the direction like on set. They did rehearsals oh, like where they would figure out what they wanted to do, but then on set he'd be in character and she would be doing the directing. Uh, they this feels very much like a stream and feels very much like it's all shot in order, but it's all edited together. Um, and yes, there are, is a running 
like side scrolling everybody talking about it thing going on but that's not there all the time so the assumption is always for the streamers that they're watching what is happening in real time yeah because they can see themselves commenting on stuff but it could very easily be cutting to pre-taped footage and and like pre-done stuff in those moments when that's not happening and then he cuts back to live and what's going on live right or even some of that stuff where like he's using his ipad with the camera attached to it to see that ghost that he can't see that's in the room that's standing at the top of the steps that ghost Uh of uh what's it is it meredith Mildred. Mildred, yeah. Uh That's like standing at the top of the steps. Like he's showing the camera, the iPad that shows the ghost, but it's like that could all be pre recorded footage. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. It's great. Like I I love, I love how, like, uh, you know, it's really iffy when you think about it that way. It's really iffy everything you're seeing and like what's true. You have to doubt it all. Right. You you have to doubt it all. Of any online content exactly. that you see, dude. Yeah, you so have to doubt genius. all of it. I, I think, like, really, like, because this movie does an amazing job of, like, uh, uh, fucking uh, setup and punchline all throughout. Yeah. Like, tons, like, tons of things come into play early on that, like, later on have payoffs. He he keeps that running total of strikes whenever he accidentally cusses and stuff. Oh my God, like, dude. And that yeah. is, that is such again, like in character yeah. YouTuber stuff, man. Uh-huh. Like there, there's even parts, there's parts in this that reminded me of myself. Like, for example, like whenever I was going out to uh, like Sweetwater gear fest, right. And we were filming uh-huh. all that content. Um, I was filming my own stuff. I was also filming some stuff for Sweetwater, and I, I cuss like a fucking sailor. Like, I, I just do. Uh-huh. That's what I naturally do. Right. And I would catch myself sometimes in some of the footage that they were shooting, which, of course, needs to be clean. all very acceptable right. and clean. Right. I would say something like, oh, shit. Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I would catch shit. myself oh, doing uh-huh. yeah, the same stuff that he's doing. And I love, too, that, like... He's doing it even in really illogical, stupid places. Like, there's that, right. that part in the movie where he starts getting like freaked out, and he's like, "I just need something uplifting." People send me pictures of, uh, I don't know, dogs dressed in clothes and shit. I mean, shoot, <laughs> yeah, it's like dogs uh-huh. dressed in clothes and shoot doesn't make any sense. No, but that it is your, but it's funnier because of yeah, it. <laughs> I got to keep it clean. I didn't mean shit. Yeah. I meant shoot, uh, uh-huh. whatever. Like, he does that stuff so well that is just like, that is how your mind works when you're like, this has to stay monetized. I have to keep it clean. Oops, I slipped up. Replace it with the clean word instead so we can edit around it. Like, right. Again, I have done that shit, uh-huh. and he's doing it here. Like, it's so oddly specific unless you've made videos that uh, I find it surprising that they included humor like that in this because it is so oddly specific. Right, it is. I, and uh, yeah, it. It does show that they they know their subject matter really well, and like they they were really coming into this like with with a, a concept of exactly how a YouTuber would do this, and, and nailed it. Totally. I feel like like this very much just feels like watching a YouTuber, which is why I get that it annoys some people. But the fact that they nail it, the fact that I think everything about it is is tight and like everything like pays off chrissy is great the actress who plays chrissy uh, uh melanie stone so fucking good i i 
I think they they play off each other really well. It's a just a good combo. It's a you know largely driven by just two people other than the sheriff and then you know the monsters. Yeah. Um. The yeah the the way that this is just so low budget and and it like like very like very much seems to embrace being low budget um but still has like these really cool practical effects and really like fun funny moments feels like evil dead well evil dead 2 uh specifically like it, it, it's just got so much going for it that i I'm, I'm glad we got we're getting to talk about it because uh, when i saw it you know uh, i think it was last november maybe or december uh I, I i really enjoyed it and watching it a second time really opened it up for me yeah i'm glad i watched it a second time because like i said last night i was so fucking tired watching this thing and <laughs> yeah um i'm glad that i gave it another shot today because it did kind of open up some some different stuff that um that i saw in there including some of those influences like i said there's definitely a lot of a lot of evil dead 2 in here there's a lot of peter jackson just some of that yeah like, splatter <laughs> the <head> exploding and <laughs> very that peter head jackson. Explodes. and his reaction that's also very much a peter jackson shot oh of yeah just like the long hold on all the like fucking pudding on his face brain pudding on his face uh and i'm just like sort of like shocked grossed out yeah (laughs) like so good and that shot too where he puts the camera on the spear and it goes like total fps mode that was like the ghost gets the the the, spear spear. (laughs) that's so fucking raimi right yeah and then like the the ghost ends up on uh uh or sorry the camera ends up on the main ghost chick there and whenever she kind of gets banished and it shows her pov of like going through the floorboards into like this yes. pool of blood or whatever yeah and then it just spurts out all the blood yeah that's fucking, fucking cool. cool very yeah. evil dead it's like the spirit vision in yeah. the evil dead mm-hmm. flicks for sure yes. that's definitely an influence and again obviously some blair witch like he starts the whole stream yeah, out with uh-huh. that black piece of paper with the text on it it's right, like, right right this footage was found a year later but then also you can get it on a t-shirt because that's right. exactly what YouTubers would do, you know, capitalize on it, merchandise it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and and like, I, I love. Yeah, he he's just like he 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 has this charm to him, like a natural charm with like a, a terrible presentation. Like it, yeah. as we, we're talking about, it's the YouTube personality, but he has yeah, a it's natural entire, charm to him mega platform of people that aren't actually actors directors writers right acting directing and writing (laughs) yeah uh yeah and i mean you know and this this has that like youtube feel to it in in its production knowing that uh you know it's uh, a director writer couple and then the uh joseph winter is playing sean and he did compose the the soundtrack so that like sean carpenter score was him and then uh, vanessa winter edited it so it's like it very much got that youtube spirit though there's a much bigger production crew of course involved not to discount all of the work they did sure they were going for that youtube feel and i really like watching it i really just hope it ends up on YouTube, like as right. as like a streaming option, because that seems so perfect. 
Yeah, with ad breaks in it and shit, right? I, I, yeah, because there are moments in there where I thought, like, is that an ad break? Were they putting in an ad break here? For like, because that's a smart idea. Even if they, that's not what they were doing, it's a smart idea if you're making low budget horror to expect to be on YouTube and to be with ads. Because here's because, the thing that a lot of people don't know is yeah. that, like, whenever I upload a video to YouTube and it's a, uh-huh. a monetized video, I can choose in the video what feel like organic places to put right. ads. Yeah, like this is uh-huh. a nice little break in this topic. This is where an ad will go. I can choose exactly where they go. Now, the thing is, though, is that they don't 100% of the time show up there. I don't exactly know what determines that as far as like right. if it's how long the user has been watching stuff, how much of uh-huh. your stuff that user has watched. Yeah. I don't really know. So I'll see this all the time in videos where like, uh, like how to drink. I watch a lot of how to drink videos. That uh-huh. guy does it okay. all the time where he's like, and I'm going to tell you about it right after this. Okay, so today we're making blah, blah, blah. And it's like, there was supposed to be an ad right there. Right. Uh-huh. You know? like, yes. And there wasn't one. It just didn't play because of roll of the dice of the algorithm. Yeah, that's annoying. Uh, I, I do wonder if uh, they give, like, films more, like, particular leeway. With I know Tubi's good about it. Like, um, when you're watching Tubi, they do tend to put the ads in places where ads would fit. That's cool. Um, I hate yeah. an ad going in the middle of like an somewhere that scene. it shouldn't go. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it drives me insane. Yeah, I yeah, but I I think that's a smart idea for for horror filmmakers to expect to be on Tubi at some point. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to, of course, include like fades to black or whatever. But right, it's a good idea to be like this would be a good spot for an ad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Evil Dead influence kind of rides into some of the humor in this movie yes, as well. Again, some, for of the, sure. some of the gross out stuff, but also having this very over the top kind of central character in the flick. Of course, he's nothing like Ash. Um, no, and he's, I think yeah, a lot he's of the people, opposite. Like, yeah, total yeah, limp, like total wuss. Yeah, like he's not turning into this badass at any point. Though he does, you know, uh, cut off his own finger. He's close. It's like that's kind of like almost a, a good like comparison like ash would would chop off his hand this guy will cut off his finger and even dude at that point in the movie whenever he goes to cut that finger off yeah again this is one of those parts that makes me go i think this entire thing is supposed to be fake because yeah he looks away from it and then looks back down which could just clearly a fake hand it's clearly a fake hand yeah (laughs) like obviously it is a fake hand yeah, uh, and I think it also cut to some of the ghost cameras, like as he was probably changing the hand out or whatever. At that right. point, yeah, it feels very fake to me. It does, and again, yeah. maybe it's supposed to be, maybe it's not. This movie does kind of play it pretty close to the chest, right there. Where yeah. you know, if this was an actual stream, it is the kind of thing that would blow up and go viral, and people would be like, "Is this real or is it not?" I got no idea. I think he really found a haunted house and fucking mm-hmm. died at the end of it. Yeah. Um, which, which also, too, it's like that's kind of some meta commentary as well, where it's like the way to make your big comeback is to fucking die. To die. Is to die, yeah. 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 Kill your, like, get killed for your art to come back. Like, right. that in itself is some fucking big meta content creator um, commentary. Yeah. And it definitely, yeah, it's it's comment, making comment on how far people will go 
to maintain that that uh, YouTube popularity or you know the the YouTube income or whatever because he clearly like. He he doesn't seem to be in the because there are a ton of uh, of those YouTubers who just started out rich, but he he seems to need the money. Like he yeah. he's talking about not having the money, uh, you know, because he was off for six months. Uh, and Eating ramen then, noodles and Vienna sausages, right, and right. And then like when he finds that one box in Mildred's uh, like little chest thing he he's like ooh, probably money in it and like puts yeah. it in his his bag like immediately yeah yep. so he that that kind of like inform for me informs on the character that maybe like because like he's he he made a a deal with the advertisers that anytime he thought it would be stupid to do something he had to do it uh and it's like he he is pushing himself to this limit because he needs the money and that's like some it's a commentary on the desperation that a lot of youtubers have and why they'll go so far because they that's how they're gonna survive yeah i like how closely he plays that stuff too where like he he has that sponsorship from like that drink company or whatever (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't remember what it was called but yeah and like every time he's having one of those on screen it is always the label showing to the camera yeah uh uh-huh like even when he offers uh, Chrissy one, he's like, "Here, do you need a drink?" And he like rotates the Label. camera so you can yeah. see the brand. Uh-huh. Yeah, as he hands it to her, it's like the guy is. And again, this is part of what makes me maybe think the entire thing is fake. He's always on, yeah. even like in the times of where he should be mega, scared. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like mega desperation, where he is like seeing ghosts and he he is fearing for his life. He's still playing the face. He still yeah. has that YouTube 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 personality turned on. That's YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. <laughs> like he's never off. Which yeah. Again, it's like, are we supposed to believe that's just his personality or that's his YouTube persona? Yeah, is that how dedicated he is to staying in character? That even when like, like when she attacks him. That seems like that would be the end, right? I'd be like, no, fuck this. I'm it's out over. of here. I'm out. Peace. Yeah. Yeah, I'm breaking yeah. a window. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Like, fuck well, this. Yeah, and there's just so many like things that work out too perfectly that just kind of indicate that this is a really good hoax. Yeah. Where yep. like... He he happens to find where he threw his spark plugs. Right, impossible. They're right no next way. to that weird fucking monkey creature. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was like a frog monkey thing? I love that I it doesn't it really show you. I, I love yeah, that. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, it just happens to be right next to that. And yeah, like again, this could be you know if it's real, that means like okay, well Mildred's really good. at at scaring people like this is because it it talks about how like that you know that's kind of her thing like she she's trying to find crazy drive you crazy drive you to suicide and and then like have you as part of her family yeah so like is mildred that good or is it just like good hoaxing i like that about it yeah because it works really well yeah 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 and it never it never explicitly tells you either one but like i said if you watch the movie with it in mind that nothing supernatural happens the entire time right you you can't really argue with that like there's 
you know, there's never blood running down the walls. There's never uh-huh. flames shooting out from somebody's hands or something crazy supernatural. Like, nothing really, you know, unexplainable happens here. Yeah. The one thing that would be hardest to explain would be how it is Chrissy slash Mildred went from, uh, you know, getting fake stabbed in the neck in this scenario, if it's fake, getting fake stabbed in the neck to um, suddenly being in all that makeup, which would take uh, some time to apply. Sure. Uh but again, Unless she had a twin said, that was already made up. Okay, that. that's a possibility. Possib- uh, you know, there, there's yeah, there's so many like real time possibilities. There's also yeah. the possibility that like the that scene, you know, maybe they pushed it off. They had some scenes shot from before while she's still off getting the makeup done for the live scenes. Like right. all of it could be explained away. So like, yeah, I, I love I love that element to to it of of just how real any of it could possibly be considered and of course again and there's an extra layer there where we know it's not real because it's a movie like we're watching a movie yeah (laughs) but then we're trying to determine if the presentation to the people watching the stream is real right yeah 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 Yeah. sure yeah 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 Yeah. is the fake thing that we're watching supposed to be fake or not right (laughs) to the people that are watching it in the movie yeah like there's an extra layer going on right there and i was even kind of thinking too about other fun possibilities for a movie like this i mean Uh this movie didn't go in this direction but i was thinking about it where you know let's say that this guy was trying to make his comeback after he'd done some very inflammatory things and go right. into this, you know, haunted house or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. What if he had some fans that were really irritated with him because of stuff he'd done that betrayed their trust or viewership or whatever, and they were like, we're going to fucking punk this guy and go into the house and pretend to be ghosts and demons <laughs> and freak I him out. That. I love that idea. That's to me, a cool that is idea. One of those yeah. things where it's like he thinks what he's doing is real, but the ghosts know that it's fake, and yeah. they're punking him. Like that to me is a cool movie that could be explored in, you know, another whatever you'd call it, streaming horror type movie like right. this yeah. that we've seen in movies like this and Unfriended or even kind of like a yeah. host. We do, you know, yeah, we do need to talk about because like because this is this is not. It's not technically found footage because it's a stream. Yeah, it's supposed to be found footage. Supposed to be found footage, but it's it's also like uh, there a subgenre, I guess, of or I guess coexistent genre of of found footage is the computer screen movie, which is unfriended host. There are several that. The concept is you're watching what's happening on their computer screen through Skype or whatever. Um, and this is uh, maybe, I mean, I, I can't think of another necessarily, but th- this is maybe an example of, of stream horror where it you can't say it's found footage. It doesn't fit the computer screen horror model. So it... it is is stream horror maybe a potential thing where other things like this happen? I mean, we've seen things like say that episode of Black Mirror where you're watching the stream of that like soldier 
and like they've they've made him think like they've given them drugs or whatever to make them think that oh are the they have to watch through like the streaming lens and the streaming lens is showing them the people as like these alien things or whatever but it's actually like humans um but I, I can think of some other like examples kind of like this, but this is probably the the first feature film, feature length film I've seen that is just streaming horror. It, it, it's it's similar to those other things, but doesn't exactly fit the criteria. Mm-hmm. It, it is interesting to explore because again, it is footage that is supposed to be viewed. So the person right. on the screen is performing. Right but they're going through real life stuff that they're not expecting. Like that is a right. kind of a cool little subgenre that technology has opened up for the yeah. world of, of horror to explore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think this whole, like, cause people, people very much have their opinions on found footage. Like I, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of found footage. I know there was a period there where it was like, every movie and that was annoying but i think there's a lot of great stuff that can be done with found footage i feel like things like paranormal activity blair witch project etc of all fucking lake mongo fuck mongo yes the faux documentary style like all those things are so fucking good yeah Um, they can be but i understand that people could have their negative reaction to found footage i think in this case, though, like if you can see it the way we're talking about it, like that this is potentially a hoax. This is a streaming hoax on the people watching the stream. Then, like a lot of the things I know, people have trouble with found footage, uh, specifically like why would you know? You, how would you get that angle? How would you know to get that shot? Like all these different things that are like maybe little quibbles but they add up to a big pile of uh, of reasons to hate it i think this one kind of cuts a lot of that out uh with one having all the camera angles be the same every single time and two having the little like potential there that it is a hoax so when you're questioning like well how how would that have happened or how would this happen well they they faked it they they made it this way mm-hmm so, you know, may, maybe that's just maybe that's my way, I guess, talking to the found footage haters and saying like, well, maybe this one's a little different. Yeah. Well, and yeah. also, too, that, that plays into the entire YouTube persona where right. when you watch these videos and you're watching these personas, these characters that you follow, uh-huh. well, how much of that was real or not? Right. Yeah. How much how much is how much is reliable? How much of any of what you just saw is true? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and again, I don't care what kind of videos it is that you're watching. Like, you always have to have those questions in mind where, I mean, dude, I I see even in the music world, I see people uploading these, like, you know, playthroughs of really difficult songs. And it's like, impossible song, one take playthrough. Dude, (laughs) I I can tell you for a fact, like, I know how much of that stuff people have edited and post. People have gone in and re-recorded stuff move notes around so that they're in time change their timing of stuff get another take of something and sync it to the video like it's really really easy to put out fake stuff guys it's extremely fucking easy so you know whoever these content creators are that you're watching that are saying that all this stuff is real and genuine dude look there's nothing out there protecting you the viewer from false information there's nothing no 
This no, is honestly, all very new. There is nothing yeah. holding us to truth standards at all. Yeah. Um, it's, so it's, I, I think this movie explores that in a really fun way. Yeah, especially as like you know AI progresses. I mean, I, oh, obviously God, yeah. we're not we're not we're not there yet. We're still seeing extra fingers and and weird body shapes and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, as AI and deep fake technology and stuff all advances and like we're already film techniques and adr and and whatnot all these things can can uh, affect your perception yeah we're, we're getting to a point where real like the concept of reality on screen will break our brains like we can't oh, yeah. possibly comprehend what we're going to be seeing we're going to be seeing completely fake human beings <laughs> in completely fake uh surroundings playing out scenarios and it, it's it's i don't know if we're ever going to be able to connect to it in the way that we connect to things now or if yeah. it, it's gonna change the way our brains actually connect to each other because we watch screens more than we connect with other humans most of the time so if if you if your normal interaction is screen interaction and humans aren't that, like what would be the appeal right. of human interaction? Yeah. Right. If you know that you can't trust any of it and yeah. that 90% of what you're seeing is likely fake, it's like fucking Stone Cold had it right, man. DTA, you know? <laughs> DTA, yeah. It's it's interesting. Like this movie is one of those ones that I don't see myself like rewatching endlessly exactly. No, um, you know it's not one of those ones that I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to watch this again. It's not like, it's not a great story story that really like takes me places and has an up no, and yeah, down kind of rhythm to it. Concept, yeah, it is, yeah, and it's a very very simple movie, and there's a lot of kind of downtime in it, as there would be on right. a stream or convincingly realistic stream that's actually right. fake. There's a convincing amount of time in here where he's doing stuff like setting up cameras and you're seeing right. how the house is laid out and he's exploring and shit. It's not exactly interesting or driving the story forward, but to be believable in this narrative, you kind of have to have that stuff. Otherwise, you yeah. just be like, oh, it's fake. He already knows how the house is laid out. Well, and he also, it's a good, they do a good job of like putting the exposition in those moments where he's doing a lot of like tedious stuff that, has to be included for it to be considered a stream they they're they're making it so those moments are still kind of interesting as long as again you aren't just irritated by him because if you're irritated by him uh watching him tape up cameras is probably the end point right where you're just like i don't give a fuck about this and you turn it sure. off yeah and it is like the majority of the movie is just him like running and screaming from stuff, right especially yes. like the last 20 30 <laughs> minutes um there there's definitely things to dislike in this and sure it's not one of those movies that I'm like, dude, if you don't like this movie, fuck you. Like, right. I don't think everybody will like this flick. I mean, obviously, no. I I think I'm a little bit closer to it than a lot of people as somebody who makes, you know, content on the internet. Yeah. Um, I think I'm a little bit closer to the subject matter than some people are, so I'm, I'm probably getting things out of it um, that other people might not. Yeah, I still maybe. I enjoyed it, and it is a pretty compact movie too. It doesn't it overstay is. its welcome. You know, it's realistic for a live stream. It's like eighty something minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, it, you know, it. Uh, if you're interested, 
and you, you haven't watched it to this point, uh, <laughs> I think hopefully we've sold you. If you, if you at the very least want to see a YouTube personality die, there you go. <laughs> There's a reason <laughs> why about yeah. that, right? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's not perfect, and and it definitely like isn't going to appeal to everyone. And I understand if if people don't like it. I have a blast with it, though. Yeah, well, and the thing about it is too is you know it, it's kind of hard to rank this on the same merits as like fucking Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. It's right, because like, it, it's yeah, it can't yeah. be. It's not a yeah, movie. It's GoPro. Movie. It's like he's got like eight GoPros. Like that. That's you know you're you know what you're getting into with yeah, the, it's the like, film quality. By being a movie that is supposed to be being candidly, amateurly shot, yeah, you're not going to have iconic imagery. You're not going to have incredible, stupendous editing. You're not going to have soundtrack bumps that fucking hit you in the feelings. Like, it, it can't by nature of what it is. Yeah. So... It's kind of hard to even say it could have done this better or worse because, honestly, it's just kind of a live thing. Yeah, it does have that one great soundtrack moment where Mildred picks up his soundtrack thing as she's, like, lumbering toward him with that cleaver in her head and turns it on, and it's, like, perfect. I loved that. I love that it's, like, total John Carpenter rip-off stuff, too. Yeah, Sean Carpenter, he calls it. Yeah, <laughs> Right, yeah, just owning it. And, and, again, having his soundtrack on his little portable stereo is a great way to sneak soundtrack into what's supposed to yeah. be a live stream movie. Like, it's yeah. shitty, lo-fi, diagenic music. Thanks, Kev Bickerdike. That's actually <laughs> happening in the movie. Like, yeah. the characters are hearing it, too, you know? Yeah, it's, it's really good. I... Yeah, I, I get you know people not not liking this. So like, you know, it, it it's it's just something that tickles me because I I think like some of it's relevant, some of it I I know from knowing you. Uh, oh, you've and, made YouTube videos with me, dude. It's I like have, you, you've fact, been part of this. That's true. Uh, I and also just watching YouTube and and being you know not well versed in these types of people but having seen them and being annoyed by them uh it all kind of works really well for me you know like re-watching this was a blast and then i watched it again and, and again had a blast because i i just think these two are really good on camera together and the, the practical effects and stuff are really cool um but yeah, I mean, again, as we've said a million times, if if he's annoying, I get somebody's not going to like this. Or if you're not really into that, like you don't care about any of this stuff or whatever, it's just not going to appeal to you. Yeah, totally agree, man. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about the flick? Or you gonna know, go no, no, rate this I'm thing, ready get to rate it. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 slap a number on it. And uh, if I'm going to slap a number on it, uh, I, I don't know. I think for me. It's well above middle of the road, but as you said, it's not. We're not talking about a Kubrick movie. We're not talking about a Carpenter movie. It's not. Um, you know, it's shot on a low budget. It's it's two people. It's um, you know, uh, uh, Evil Dead Two Light, a little Peter Jackson thrown in there. Those things are all good. Uh, and I, I have a blast watching it. So, like to me, it's like a, like a six and a half to a seven. Yeah, okay. Pretty high marks, man. I'm gonna yeah. go I'm gonna go a little lower than you just for the rewatch value right. factor. 
Um, I'm going to go like five and a half to six to okay. me is, I think, where I'd put this, it's which fair. seems to be kind of in line with the IMDb rating. I think it's sitting yeah, right yeah. now like a six three yeah. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, somewhere around there, yeah. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. I don't think the, the filmmakers would, would disagree with with any of the stuff we're saying. They obviously right? yeah. uh, put, put a lot of effort into making sure that he wasn't too annoying and stuff like that. And uh, it, it really is what it is. And if you like that sort of thing, and, and I do... Uh, it's it's going to be enjoyable to you. Yeah. Well, again, it's like I'm sitting here trying to think of things that I could say it could have done this better or that better. Right. For what it is, I don't really know what it could have done better. It's an no, annoying no. YouTuber putting on yeah. a face and doing a live stream to try to make money and reclaim his popularity. Like, yeah, there's definitely a ceiling to how to like there's a ceiling. Yeah, yeah, like it, it it hits that ceiling, but that ceiling's still there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, man, this is the best ICP cover band I've ever seen. It's like, well, how good can it be? You know, it's like, damn, pretty good. All right. <laughs> yeah, sounds just like the real thing. Nailed it. Yep. You know? So yep. yeah, I mean, uh, I like it better than an ICP cover band. I think <laughs> it's better than True. that. That's just the closest True. thing I could think of. You know, though we are we are juggle pro over here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> not, Y'all keep not doing ICP you. fans, but juggalos are cool. They seem to be, man. Yeah. So yeah, fun flick. Looking forward to hearing what you guys think about this one over on the Facebook group. It's the only reason to have access to that. God forsaken, yeah. horrible, life-ruining yeah, website. Sure. Hang out with your boys on there. There's all kinds mm-hmm. of cool discussion and shit. So join up on our Facebook group. Follow us on other social media, which you can find through our Linktree page. Follow us on the Instagram and Twitter and all that shit. And that's also where you can find us on the Patreon. Because this right here was a direct result of Patreon support, was it not? It, in fact, was. Ryan McLeod submitted a, a dead stream. And I drew it out of the smoking bowl. If you want to get a movie covered here on the show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Uh, become a patron on any level. You get access to the Patreon exclusive episodes. As I said, there's going to be a, a hell rankers. Me and Anna are going to rank the Mission Impossible series. It is, in fact, not hell, but hey, maybe we get to have fun sometimes. Um, if you become a $5 patron, though, you get to submit a movie to the Smoking Bowl, and then uh, we put all those movies into the Smoking Bowl and randomly draw one out and review it once a month. Uh, we'll be doing it again in, in a few weeks, so head on over there real quick. Drop in that $5. Drop in your movie, and we'll uh, maybe pull it. Maybe Hooray. we will. We'll get a poll and we'll talk about your flick on the show. So head on over there, support the show. Also, rate, interview, Apple Podcasts and Spotify are the places that it matters the most. It's free. It just takes a second and it really would help us out a ton. So it really please would. be sure to do that stuff as well as tune in for the next episode of the show in which we're going to be talking about a movie, what comes from a book, what I have read, what oh, is yeah? really good, man. So if oh, you got okay. time... Try to slam through the book that goes okay. along with The Girl with All the Gifts. That's which we're right. we'll be talking about next time, man. Cool flick. Yeah, yeah it is. I and you know, Jim Arterton, so there you go. How about that, huh? <laughs> yep. <laughs> How about that, man? I'm excited. So, 
Yeah, so tune in. Next time we'll be talking about that one. Uh, really cool flick. Kind of flew under the radar for a lot of people, but I yeah yeah it's good. Definitely though. enjoyed. And again, the book is fucking sick. So yeah, I'll try to I'll try to give that a get listen. that it's one in my ears. Yeah, Audible. I think I yeah. I, did I was it gonna on say I, yeah. I'll be listening to it. I definitely uh, we recently the Joe Ag Book Club they they did a book that didn't have an audio book, and I just couldn't do it. I could you not do it. You couldn't do the acoustic book, huh? I can't do acoustic books. I love the Jack of All Graves Book Club and we'll be there again next month or yeah, next this month. This comes out on February. This month. Uh but yeah, I I can't do acoustic books. I'm just so like ADHD, can't even pay attention. Dude, I'm telling you, you can do it if you pick up Maybe that book that I've been on here recently, which I'm still very much enjoying, about halfway through Atomic Habits. I mentioned that on the show a couple Zip weeks fix ago. ADHD? <laughs> Man, it's, it, honestly, it is definitely made with, with our kinds of brains in mind. It is, okay. uh, there's been all kinds of little things I've been picking up in there, dude, that have been helping me a lot already, and mm-hmm. I'm only about halfway through. I would highly recommend it. There's some really cool stuff going on in there, so... Check that out. Might just be uh, something you need to to help with that stuff. Maybe, maybe not. But I'm I'm loving it. It's getting good to me so far. So I don't know. McDonald's style. You're loving it. I'm loving it, man. <laughs> bop, 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 bop. Justin Timberlake. Because I think he wrote that. If I'm not mistaken. I think so. I think it uh, was. A, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Tune in next week, girls. All the gifts. Yeah. I've been Uncle Ben. I've been Hollywood Steve. Bye. Bye. We did it. Ben, we've been here now for for two months here in Portland, mm-hmm. and uh, I have a few observations about the city after a couple months of just looking around. All right, okay. seeing the stuff in the Portland, you're making some observations. I got it. Yep, yep. Uh, Portland's got a few, you know, local chains. They got uh, you got Burgerville, you got Taco hmm. Time, and you got Super Deluxe. There's Super there's a lot deluxe. of others. Yeah. I think those are all Beastie Boys albums, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Uh-huh. And when you say deluxe, all of your friends say it. Right. Yeah. yeah you say Super you deluxe. say Super, they say deluxe. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's uh, the place I go that fucks. <laughs> it's true. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that was one of my observation is uh, Burger Grill and eh, Taco Time. Okay. Uh Super Deluxe fucks. It's so fucking good. Yeah? Love Super Deluxe. Yeah. Huh. It's like a real basic menu, kind of in and out style, uh, except the fries are, are amazing. Mm. Uh, and the burgers fucking kill every time. And I, I'm not uh, exaggerating when I say we had Super Deluxe once and since then have had it four more times because it's wow. so fucking good. Nice. So, yeah, Super Deluxe fucks. A um, lot of great beer here, a lot of great ciders. Uh, there, there is. One particular cider uh, that is an apple. It's not even a cider. It's an apple wine that we got the other day. And it tastes like the best apple juice you've ever had in your life. And it's also over 12%. Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. man. Hell yeah. I could yeah, get into so, that. Again, Portland fucks. Let's talk about some of the ways in which Portland doesn't fucks. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. So this is a city... That is 
the, the entire time I've been here has been gray most days. Of course, it's winter. That's normal. But um, it's also, it's just low visibility at night. Like, sure. people will be crossing the street in all black and you don't see them until your headlights get on them. Uh, interestingly, this city has an epidemic of people driving around without their headlights on. That's an issue. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's fucking insane. I'm like constantly befuddled by this. I think I've talked about it on the show that a ton of people have like daytime running lamps and don't realize that their taillights on aren't aren't on at night. And mm-hmm. that is dangerous and scares me. Oh, yeah. But just not having your headlights on at all. You're just driving down the interstate. No fucking headlights. What is, what is going on? Problem. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really sure about that one, man. Is it because everybody's out there all stoned on marijuana weed? It might be the marijuana weed. It might mm-hmm. be a little bit the marijuana weed, yeah. <laughs> They're riding around in them cars with their pots of marijuana, they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got their pots of marijuana, and they're just snorting them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that has been the most confusing, though, and I, I don't know, I have... I think I've seen this before and maybe even mentioned it on the show, not about Portland, where I've seen a, people pulling their shopping carts rather than pushing them. Oh, no, that's strange. But I've what? seen it here a lot. They'd be pulling a buggy. They're pulling it. They're pulling it. The hardest way to get it to move. That's what they're yeah. doing. Uh-uh, no, uh-uh. That's very it, strange. It is. And at first I thought it was like, is this some weird alpha male shit? Because I only saw guys doing it. Like, I thought maybe, like, I don't know, fucking Andrew Tate or Jordan Peterson was like, I'm Kermit the Frog, and I say you should <laughs> drag your cart around for Western <laughs> civilization. We've lost masculinity, and we're standing <laughs> behind the cart now. We should be in front as men. <laughs> then I saw a woman do it, and I was like, "Okay, hold on, <laughs> what is happening here? Is this like, is this COVID? Is my question right? Is this hmm. the result of COVID?" <laughs> Here's what I'm kind of wondering, though: if like pushing the cart is kind of like the rear wheel drive, uh-huh. and pulling the cart is the front wheel drive, right? Do you think I could ever go like full on like mid engine and like walk mm-hmm. beside the cart and just sort of? <laughs> Pull it from the side? Is that kind of the mid-engine? Or, yeah, yeah. four-wheel drive. Like, you and your partner yeah. push and pull, man. Yeah. Ultimate traction. I like that. Take that shit mudding. Yeah, totally, man. <laughs> Get it out in the snow. Yeah. yeah it sounds fun, honestly. Hmm. Like, I, you know what? Like, okay, you get somebody in the cart, and then you got, yeah, people front and back. I, I think that's ultimate control of the shopping cart. Here's the problem, though. If you're pulling that thing... You can't do the thing where when you're taking your groceries in the in the buggy out to your car through the parking uh-huh. lot, you can't do the thing where you get a good head start, jump on that back bar uh-huh, and right. coast on the thing. Like if you do that yeah. from the front, if you try to king of the world at Titanic style, right. you're tipping that buggy over, dude. It's yeah, over. Yeah, you're gonna look like an absolute fool in front of everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see wow. that, honestly. That sounds good, honestly. Yeah. It, it should happen at least once an hour at every supermarket. Like you might, if you pull in at the right time, you get to see a grown ass man uh, jumping on the back of a bucky or something. Just eating shit on the front of that motherfucker. Yeah, I I feel like, because I've thought about doing that now, 
like recently i've thought like just while pushing a car i should jump on the back of this uh and every time that crosses my mind now as an adult it's like no no like you you know like you eat shit as a teenager sometimes doing that and do you have a teenage body then now you got yeah. like old man body it's eat over shit like in a parking lot that might be the end <laughs> that might yeah. just be it <laughs> <laughs> you hit your elbow hard enough you just die at 40 it's over 